Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic, political talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. My gosh, what a week, what a day. It's unbelievable what's going on. Okay, let's be honest, folks. It's utterly believable because what we're going to be talking about tonight is the deep state versus Donald Trump. Uh, We're also going to talk about Bill Kristol going liberal and also the key to conservative success. And that uh, will be from an article from the Bard's Logic Political Talk newsroom that you can find on the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. I've got a theory that's going on, and I do see uh, Dr. Q, and I do see uh, that you also, uh, Cindy, uh, getting called to the show. And I am going to get you in, of course. Uh, but I've got a theory going on. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, yesterday or today on this. Uh, but first, let me go ahead and read this article that I have uh, here from uh, Newsbacks. And but then I'm going to read it. Uh, it's not real long. Uh, and then, or I'm going to try to. Uh, yeah, it's not real long. Uh, and then I'm going to get some commentary uh, here, and then I'll get I'll get the callers in and tell you what my theory is. And who knows, maybe maybe it's bunk, but I, I said something like this earlier before. It says, House Speaker Paul Ryan declared Wednesday that he retains confidence in the president and President Donald Trump and cautioned against rushing to judgment over the cascading revelations coming out of the White House. Ryan insisted Congress will exercise its oversight role and gather more information before reaching any conclusions about the president's firing of FBI Dr- Director James Comey as well as reports uh, Trump shared sensitive information with the Russians and urged Comey to drop an investigation of a former advisor. The remarks of reporters, reporters Ryan endorsed ongoing investigations by House committees and declined to call for a special committee as Democrats and some fellow Republicans have demanded. And an update on that, I believe they have picked one, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, uh, but one question I have on him, it's my understanding, is he actually worked with Comey. So this guy actually did work with Comey. How can we say this guy's going to be impartial? But anyway, I digress. We can talk uh, more about that. And it says, uh, as two fellow Republicans have demanded, Andy adopted a skeptical tone towards reports that have the White House in chaos and lawmakers scrambling to respond. We need the facts. It's obvious there are some people out there who want to harm the president, Ryan said. We, we have an obligation to carry out an oversight regardless of which party is in the White House, and that means before rushing to judgment, 
we all get the pertinent information. And, you know, it goes, it goes on here, and it says, uh, addressing news first reported by the New York Times that Trump asked Comey to drop an investigation of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, Ryan said, I'm sure we're going to want to hear from Mr. Comey about why, if this happened, as he alleged describes, why didn't he take action at the time? So there are a lot of unanswered questions. Asked on his way out of the news conference whether he still retained confidence in Trump, Ryan replied, I do. Ryan endorsed the, over the House Oversight Committee's request for the FBI turnover of all documents and records that detailed communications between Comey and Trump. Ryan's comments after a closed-door meeting of White of House Republicans came as lawmakers grappled with a series of damaging developments out of the White House over the past week. Senate Armed Service Committee Chairman John McCain said late Tuesday that he that the developments had reached a point where it's a Watergate size of scale. Remember who we said might be part of the uh, the deep state trying to get rid of Trump. I th you know I think we've seen this movie before. The Arizona Republican said at a dinner to receive the International Republican Institute Freedom Award. The shoe continues to drop, and every couple of days there's a new aspect. He commented, "Think about this." His comments were reported by the Daily Beast. Okay, the Daily Beast. We people here know about the Daily Beast. Yet, despite the anxiety and displeasure voiced by McCain and a handful of other prominent GOP lawmakers, Republicans do not appear poised to abandon the president, who remains critical of their goals of acting on health care and tax legislation. And then it just uh, continues uh, to go on. After that, uh, and that's on Newsmax.com. You can you can read that. Also, I will have that posted on the Bard's Logic Political Talk page there on Facebook, uh, so you can read it in its entirety. And that's just by going to the uh, search engine there, just putting Bard's Logic uh, Political Talk. Nope, I'm I'm looking at two laptops, and I'm trying to actually post it from one computer to the other. But I, I don't have that doing next them on my laptop and my desktop computer but anyway here's my theory <clears throat> and anyone who wants to get on the call we we will get you in i promise okay i do see a number of folks uh who are on the call okay and so here's my theory about about the deep state and, and some of those who are who are belong to it as i mentioned earlier john mccain i think he's part of it i think part of our uh intelligence community and i've got an audio clip uh, that's going to talk more about that later uh, we'll, we'll get to it. we got plenty of time. Uh, now, also, here's my theory I told my friend earlier. I said, and this goes back to the, the, the Pence pick, and people tell me whether you think I'm wrong. And I, when I said it before, you know, people, you know, no, no, Robert, that's not it. No, that's not it. Here's what I think. I think, remember Paul Ryan. Now, all these words Paul Ryan has to say. Remember, if anything happens to Trump, impeachment or if he says forget it this ain't worth it to me i'm done you know i want to get back to my other life okay he sits next to be you know the second in line to be president right now he's third that leaves him second if so my theory is that if they do find a way to get rid of trump and a lot of you know a lot of folks are trying it then that's going to mean that's going to mean uh pence being president and then perhaps paul ryan being vice president or if they try to find a way to pin something on Pence as well, then he's going to be next in line to be president, Paul Ryan. 
Now, he states now that he's behind Trump, but we shall see if that's actually going to end up being the case. My theory is that – and it goes back to when they could have had Newt Gingrich or uh, Pence be the person for VP. I think that Paul – I still think you know Paul Ryan handpicked Pence because I think that Pence – and people could disagree with me. I think Pence would be much more controllable by the powers that be okay, than Donald Trump, and they need to get rid of Donald Trump in order so that Pence could get in there because I think he's easily controllable. That's just my take. Will it pan out that way? I certainly hope not. We'll we'll see if people think I'm wrong. Uh, take it to me. I hope I would like to be wrong. Perhaps I am. I do reserve the right to be wrong. That's kind of my running theory now with them trying to uh, get them out. But anyway, we we do have a number of people uh, who who want to get on. So let's go ahead, and I'm going to do it in line of, of when they called. And so first, and. Uh, I believe we even have our friend James on the line, and then we also uh, looks like we have uh, perhaps Dr. Tolbert, some others, and I will do, uh, get some call screening, make sure I got everyone uh, correct on who we're bringing in. But I do know this number is one of our longstanding panelists, and that is for Cindy. Thank you very much, Cindy, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Well, I'm doing fine, but I, after I make a brief comment, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and let James and Karen in if they're on the phone because uh, I know they're going to have to leave early and we really need to hear from them. And I think the reason um, we need to hear from those two is because they are um, kind of at the forefront of trying to get people's, uh, trying to get the message out. And and unless we the people start trying to get the message to our fellow people, um our brothers and sisters in the true conservative movement, um, they're not going to get the message because nobody, including Fox, phone news, excuse me, um, is telling the whole story. And um, what we need to do is somehow, because there's people like us out there, but, you know, they voted for Trump and, and they were really expecting a lot of Trump. But now they're hearing all these other detractors and all these other voices of lies and, um, you know, all this stuff going on out there. And they're starting to, they're, they're starting to uh, wonder about it. They're starting to question. Um, and they're feeling uneasy. They need to know um, the, the real truth behind all of this stuff. And, and the people who know um what's going on we need to get together and show our support for trump not necessarily just for every single thing he's ever done because i don't think that's the case you know that he's you know so perfect but anyway she's in there he's in there um but anyway um what what i think we need to do is expose the lies of the press and i'm like um james neighbors has the overpasses you know and i'm seeing a big sign across the overpasses that says expose the lying media and support trump and things like that and if we don't get people started thinking in the right direction that um some some real crazy stuff's going on you know anyway that's why i i asked them to come on um i know karen is um one of the busiest people i know trying to expose um, lies and and you know agendas, evil agendas. <laughs> so um, you go ahead and and let them on. I, I'd like to hear from them, and then um, see what well, we can go from there. We've got Doctor Q on the line. We've got Doctor Tolbert on the line. 
uh, who'd like to chime in, and we'll get them in because I know they, they don't have a lot, it's, it's a lot of time. Uh, so let's go ahead and we'll bring in uh, Karen. Uh, we'll bring her in first. Uh, thank you very much, Karen, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? You might be on mute, Karen. I'm sorry I was on mute. I didn't realize <laughs> There we go. We do keep our minds open. Thank you for coming to the show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm doing really great, and it's wonderful to be speaking with everybody again. And uh, great thank you so much for having me on this evening. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. Well, well, I noticed that, you know, you sent out the email today, Ms. Karen, that um, – um, Oh, now I forgot what his name is. Um, hang on. Well, okay. The Alan, what, Alan Levi. Alan Levi Alan, sent out the message. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's really happening is that uh, we, the people, have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to really take our country back. But we're not going to do that if all that means is watching Fox News and going rah-rah and answering a poll. So I agree with you. And posting on Facebook. Go ahead. Yeah. Excuse me? I said and just posting on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, and posting on Facebook. That's not doing. We have to do. We are electing the same criminals over and over again. And we expect that they're going to do something different. And look what has just happened. We have a president who is really doing the hardest of anybody I've ever seen work, but I expected nothing less knowing him and the way he works. And now what is really happening is, to me, a diversion. They are so afraid that the people are going to realize what's going on with the economy. Um, There will be some kind of a health care bill, so that will have been answered. Immigration, illegal immigration is down almost 85%. They're actually cleaning up the mobs uh, in the cities. And all that's going on from everyone else is how can we obstruct Donald Trump so that he's not successful? And what does that really mean? That means they don't want we the people to be successful. They are Mm -hmm. deathly afraid of this. Deathly afraid. So this to me is, you know, when you throw enough crap on the wall, you think something is going to stick. That's what they're doing. There's nothing behind this. There's no meat to it. And the good news is um, a special prosecutor. I was not in favor of this. Not at all. I don't know if I still am. It's going to go nowhere. However, Think of it this way. This will now open the door to all those memos of all of those incidents that Comey shoveled under the carpet because now all of the memos are going to be gathered. Do you think so, any of it will be yeah. fabricated? I think all of it is fabricated. Um, well, Gilfoyle alluded to that uh, on the I five the other night. I, mean, I won't say all. Let, let us never say all. 
because every lie is based on 5% of the truth. So somewhere (laughs) in there, there's always a shred of truth because that's what we look for. So they have to give us something. But if you notice, um, the Democrats or, you know, the globalists are accusing the Republicans, and I'm just using their name there, it's the globalists versus the people, really. Right, um, yeah. But the Democrats are the ones that are accusing the Republicans of things they have already done. That's how they mm-hmm. know how good to yeah. do this. That's how yeah. they know. How else could you know all the nuances of everything if you hadn't done it before? Yeah. They lived in breeches on this. And that was the whole Obama administration. Well, when you open the door, and this also gives Trump, I think, the opportunity to say, okay, special prosecutor is handling it. Now, people, let's focus on the economy. Let's focus on uh, education, whatever. Let's focus on uh, lifting restrictions. Let's focus on getting the coal miners back to work and the steel mills open and this and that and the transportation. It takes it off of his shoulders. And in that regard, I think having a special prosecutor is a good thing. Do I think it's going to change anything? Probably not. Well, you know what I have a problem with is who they chose. Because this guy was the director of the FBI in uh, 2001 through 2013. That means he went through two full-blown New World Order administrations and was uh-huh. deep, thick, deep thick into their, um, their agenda. And also he did a whole lot of hiring and firing while he was in there to get rid of oh. anybody who would not have been a New World Order person. So I, I don't have a lot of confidence in the guy. What I have okay. confidence in is that they will not find Tony, how can it be impartial? No, no, no. Okay, right. think about it. Right. Think about it this way. You don't have. It doesn't matter. He's there to distract. Now, right. what's going to happen is he is not going to be able to say anything. So, what are the news reporters going to report on? Because now everything is under investigation. We can't talk about it. <laughs> so. In that regard, you know, sometimes you shouldn't um, scream about something until you really know if the, it, you really want it. Sometimes you, you don't you don't get really what you want, or you think it's something different. And I, this, I think, for the Democrats, is going to be that moment because if Comey's memos, so to speak, are I mean, they would never be admissible any place because it's hearsay. He didn't have a conversation. Right. He just went back and spoke about his conversation. And how many times do you want that conversation to be what you want it to be? So that's what you heard, and that's yeah. not what's really said. You know, nobody really ever calculates the human factor. So they have all of these analytical programs for the way the behavior should work. And then the human comes in and says, no, I don't want to do it that way. Well, Karen, I want to know where the the dumb thing is anyway, because nobody has produced uh, a memo, a picture of a memo or a copy of the memo 
It, it hasn't even been out. And who did the who was the memo written to? Himself. He can he yes, can write anything he right. wants to, he to wrote, himself. He wrote, and, well, yeah, he, no, it's true. No, it's to himself. He wrote and, and some sort of to com- commemorate the meetings is what some right. of them put, and put out there. And it's write a summary of the meeting. And at the meeting, in, when you summarize what you thought that person meant, really, because exactly. you're going now, there with a preconceived idea, you're talking to somebody, and it's going to come out the way you want it to come out. Right. And it's the New York Times uh, is the one who put, supposedly broke this. Where in the heck did they get a memo? Where did they get some obscure memo from James Comey to James Comey? Um, it has to be something that James Comey himself decided to hand over to them. And why? Well, my goodness, he just lost his job. We're talking about a disgruntled employee. Where a disgruntled employee is going to do what to his boss? <laughs> Surprise. Could that have been why Donald Trump got uh, sued or why, a, 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 you know, a company will get sued? Could that be, you know, that little revenge thing? But even so, yeah. first of all, how stupid would you be to write a memo? That's number one. You're putting it in, in writing and you're memorializing it. And you honestly think if you're lying, the person who you're sitting opposite from is going to say, now I think I'll just take that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, so then what? When you see an incident like this brewing from the media, you have to say, okay, what's really going on? What should I be paying attention to? What do they not want me to pay attention to? And then you will learn all of the good things that Donald Trump has been doing, and you will say, wow, isn't that wonderful? And then when you turn back, you begin to think, where are they getting this from? And then you realize they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. Now, you know, at one point, Trump, um, Trump, you know, how he's always tweeting, he tweeted something to the effect, I don't remember where I saw the tweet now, so I can't get back to it, but um, he tweeted something to the effect that um, Comey had better have some uh, some video or uh, recording of our conversation if he's going to accuse uh, anybody of something oh, like that. He said, um, well, yeah. Here was the tweet, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's verbatim. I'm paraphrasing. Is uh, the, the tweet said, "Come, better hope that I, that I do not have a recording of I don't. our conversations okay. in the or Yes, the so Trump is the one who's supposed to have the the audio recording. And there's been a big hoopla okay. about whether yeah. you know Trump, because Trump never confirmed or denied whether he has any kind of audio tapes and you know you know the conversations. And sometimes, you know, this is this is the one thing that he lacks in the political arena that he doesn't have the luxury of in the business arena, and that is, I'm doing this because I'm the president because I say so. Period. Well, let's move on. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. understand that he can do that. Really good. And what he well, he's do, been I, he's been brainwashed I, by the people who it, are around yes. him. Yeah, he needs to get better people around him. I think what we should do is go on his website and say, you need to do a weekly fireside chat. 
that's what he needs to do. He needs to go to yes. the press conference. And talk and, and leave. <laughs> right, and say, this is what I have accomplished this week. Give them a list and say, thank you very much, and walk out. Listen, this is exactly what um, Newt Gingrich wrote a piece this week also. Um, and uh, let me get to it because I'm going to read this. Are you going to blow my thunder? No. Are you going to talk about were you going to talk about um, Newt's article, um, The President Owes the News Media Nothing? Because no, no, in I that article, article, it's a Gingrich tells no, the rest gonna... Republicans to fight for Trump. Okay, I'm well, going yeah. to switch topic only for a second, but really it's the okay. same topic. Okay. Well, and, real, real quick, I mean, would we, real, real quick, Karen, before you switch topics, uh, how about if we get uh, a couple folks in to make comment of what you guys said, and then we can put your comments on that. What's your thoughts on that? Can we do can that? Can you hold that thought, Karen? Sure, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get some comments from other some others to see what their what their thoughts on on what you guys said so far. And first, let's bring in yeah. First, let's bring in James, and then I have Dr. Tolbert on the line. We're going to bring you in, uh, Dr. Tolbert, uh, as well. <laughs> And let's go ahead and bring in James. Thank you very much. And then we'll get, we will get a topic. Thank you, James, for coming to the show. How are you? I'm doing fine, Robert. How are you? Hi, James. Good, good. Thanks for asking. It's great to hear from you, buddy. Hey, 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 Cindy. Hi there. Hello. Karen, how are you? Doing great. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Fine. Doing fine. Um you know this whole thing that's going on. It's really, it's if it wasn't serious, it would be it would be it would be funny. Yeah. Uh, because because you know the uh, they <coughs> just for example, yeah, uh, the leaks. You know we 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 talked about the leaks here, and what leaks. I mean, if you think about it, of substantial actual leaks, CNN was was ranting and raving about how President Trump gets two ice cream scoops of ice cream, and and Obama only only got one, so we must impeach. (laughs) (laughs) And and and, you know, and then the and then the Washington Post, the Washington (laughs) Post. I mean, my. It, it it blows my mind as many times as they have been caught putting out absolutely fake news, absolutely fake news. Like, like twice last week. Yeah, and, and, and well, we got well, some and, bad background noise going on yeah, somewhere. I don't, so I don't know what that is, but it's loud. Okay, is that better? Um, yeah, I think it might have been that, that's a better, Karen. The okay. Washington Post, oh, put, you know, see what happened. that I'm sorry. That, okay. That the Washington Post, you know, what they're going on, all this hullabaloo going on right now about is the so-called leaks uh, by officials, you know, about what about releasing confidential information to the Russians. Yes. Did you see what Putin said today? Yeah, yeah, and he said that he'd be more than happy to give them a transcript of that conversation. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, the amazing thing about it is, the amazing thing about it is, is one, they don't have a source, which means it's the Washington Post. They made it up. There's, There's still a lot of background noise there, huh? I'm yeah, sorry. It's terrible. Okay. Is that 
Yeah, the, is it gone? The, uh, it sounded like somebody was moving. <laughs> <laughs> Packing and moving, right? Packing and moving. And okay. uh, but but they literally, you know, once again, the Washington Post provides a so-called leak about you know top secret information, and they have no source. They made it up, and I wish people would figure that out about the Washington Post. You can read The Onion and get better news than what you're going to get from the Washington Post. And the fact the, the fact of the matter is right now is that, is that the media from all sides, and, you know, Fox isn't on his side. People could say what they will. Oh, Fox is great, blah, 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 but they're not. The only thing they're doing is playing neutral, which is really what they're supposed to do. But there is no media source out there that's on the president's side that, that will straight out come out and refute what the liberal media is saying. None of them are. Fox is playing neutral on everything, but none of them are come out and saying that the Washington Post is wrong. If they were legit, they would say who their sources were, because if you really said all that stuff, why won't you come forward? Why won't you come forward? Why don't you go to the FBI and, and you know, and, and ask for protection or something? Because it's all a lie. The president never, you know, President Trump never released anything he wasn't supposed to or allowed to or, or however you want to call it. What he did wasn't illegal. Certainly didn't, uh, doesn't warrant a Watergate moment as, you know, uh, you know Songbird McCain. Uh, no, I'm is, telling you. It, is blowing. I think it up he's to just me, trying you know, to be relevant. Yeah, <laughs> John McCain has been a traitor since Vietnam, and I wish they'd send him back. Um, you know, the man. He has long since lost his relevance. He's he's long since proven his loyalty is not to the United States of America. It's to his masters, and and we all know who that is. After he was photographed at a meeting with George Soros. No, his, his loyalty is not to America. His loyalty is just like Hillary, just like with the entire, well, honestly, with the Democratic Party. His loyalty is to George Soros. And if people keep this in mind, they will keep the, take everything he says with a grain of salt. Now, the fact of the matter here is, you know, another, another fact of the matter is, is that you know, there really, since President Trump has been elected, hasn't been a lot of public support for him, and I'm not talking about uh, just just people out there, you know, wearing their Trump shirt or anything like that. I'm talking about actual genuine public support. You know, before he was elected, people were out there, uh, you know, stumping for him to be elected. Out there in the public, had their sign, had his signs in their yard, uh, you know, driving around town with Trump flags attached to their truck or little Trump flags, you know, little window flags. And things like that, you know, and, and, and it was obvious. It was obvious that, uh, that, that 63 million people supported him. It was obvious, and it hasn't happened since. And ever since he was sworn in, well, really since November 8th, uh, you know, he's just been under siege. And it's just getting mm-hmm. worse and worse and worse every day. And what needs to happen and and it needs well. What's happened in the meantime is you've had the you've had you know, the Antifa communists, and they are literally communists. People can say what they want; they can deny that they're communists. But I've seen enough of their pictures of their riots, and they're riots. They're not protests; they're riots. 
of their riots where they are either wearing hammer and sickle t-shirts or they're waving Soviet Union flags. Okay, you do something like that and it happens enough times, guess what? Your organization is communist. And if people will, people seem to think, and it's this pervasive, almost like a, like a, like a delusion that's gone across this country and it's been so embedded since, since the fall of the Soviet Union that communism is dead. No, communism is not dead. And they will still want to conquer this country. They were confident that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And these, oh, yeah. Antifa, these Antifa mobs that are out rioting and attacking you know, people waving American flags, those people would be lynch mobs and they would be supported by the government if she had won. That's right. People need to understand how close we came to this nation being conquered from within. Antifa... Right now, there's snowflakes that run once they get punched in the face. Okay, that's <laughs> what they are now. Had they won, had Hillary Clinton won, Antifa would be the brown shirts who are running around, burning down businesses, lynching people, and getting away with it. That is what their purpose was. And as soon yeah. as people understand why they exist, why did they sprout up so fast, so organized? Because it's ready before the elections. They were just mm-hmm. not. They were. They weren't. They were told not to do anything until then. Yeah. This was prepared ahead of time by George Soros, by Hillary Clinton, by Barack Hussein Obama, who is right now at his mansion in Washington D.C. with Valerie Jarrett organizing the resistance, as they call it. This is not the coup. The coup, as, as Olbermann says on GQTV, I don't know if you've seen his rant, ranting uh, uh, video. He said, we've been taken over by a coup. And, of course, he's talking about Donald Trump being the coup. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is there is an attempt at a, at a coup going on right now. Every time you hear somebody talk about if they if they mention that we should impeach Trump or they say that he shouldn't be in office, they are a collaborator in that coup and likely a ranking member. And so you need to remember where their loyalties lie. Their loyalties do not lie with the United States because Trump has done nothing that constitutes an impeachable offense. I would know pretty well because Overpasses for America held over 10 thousand protests across the country from July of 2013 until the day he was out of office, either asking for him to be impeached or arrested. Obama has committed dozens of impeachable offenses and hundreds of felonies, which are also impeachable offenses but are more minor. The fact of the matter is that President Trump has done literally nothing to be impeached, and we have Republicans. The one up in uh, Michigan, uh, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, mousy looking guy. I can't. I couldn't stand him when he before when he, when he he talked. He said he could never support Trump back when the uh, grabbing video came out. And um, 
the fact yeah, is there's the president two Republicans there's two Republicans that even admitted that they didn't vote for Trump. And, and, and one of many, them was I think the other one was Walter Walter Jones, Republican no, was he the one? Maybe it was I can't remember if it was Walter Jones from New New uh North Carolina. No, no, no. Or maybe it was um Carlos Curbelo from Florida. Was it either one of those? Because they're I, they're no, um I, I wasn't aware of a second one, but 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 here's the thing. President Trump has literally done nothing to warrant the impeachment word even being brought up. Whereas Obama did dozens of things and no Republican ever said a word. Now, obviously they are not happy because they, those Republicans, they're Democrats in disguise. They're globalists Mm -hmm. and most likely Marxists as well, just like the Democrats. I boil it down to, 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 to a simple formula, and if you look at their actions and what they vote for and the policies they stand for, I think you'll agree. Democrats are communists, and rhinos are Democrats. Yeah. And, and it, it really is it, it really is that simple. But, but what uh, uh, I've had, I've had uh, several people over the last two days ask me to get overpasses rolling um, to show a nationwide show of support, support for President Trump. And that's exactly what we're doing. I was talking with our national admin staff today about getting the, getting that done because what I was talking about earlier about how the fact that there hasn't been any public support for him like there was, that well, it's going to happen again. Um, we've got a nationwide event coming up this uh this weekend, and I'll be out there with. I've got five Trump flags, a couple of honk for honk for Trump signs, and and things like that. And we're going to be out there, and I've got a, a big America First banner, and I'll be out there in Oklahoma City with with everything I have, you know. And of course, I've got it's a flag armada. It takes me an hour to set everything up. It's crazy, <laughs> but but. but uh, <clears throat> The, you know the the heartland of America is going to have a heck of a show this Friday evening uh, during evening rush hour in Oklahoma City, and we're going to do the same thing. Flag yeah, definitely day. keep our, us posted our, on that. I will, and I'll I'll actually be live during that event on the uh, Overpass for America page. Uh, we'll be starting at three thirty. I'll probably go live about four. 4:30 or so when traffic really starts picking up. Um, I'm not exactly certain yet. It takes it depends on how long it takes me to get everything set up. <laughs> so, so you know the, hey, uh, the quicker Jim, I can do that, I mean, the quicker James, we can go live. Hey James, he, can I um, ask this? Can we can we sort of um, would you make a suggestion to your people that we get a little more specific about? what's going on and the the lie about this memo. Can we maybe say something like on our on our placards, or, you know, or on our signs, can we make them up that actually say the memo is a lie, support Trump, or um, shut down the fake media, support, you know, the memo is a lie. I, I just think that that needs to be obvious. They, they need to know they're not getting the truth on the television, um, on the, the news, the radio shows, 
they're not getting it in the New York Times, the Washington Post, or Miami Herald, or whoever, um, don't we need to put something more specific? I mean, just support Trump. They're like, oh, why? You know, he might be a... Um, you know, he might be a friend of the Russians or whatever. I don't know. A Russian know. plant. <laughs> right, a Russian plant. Yeah. But, you know, so what he – I think we need to be more specific somehow in the signage um, to, to actually try to get this information out to them that, that, that well, this for, is all a the, lie. For this weekend's one, there'd be a little, there'd be a little rush to do. I know I have to have all of my signs printed because I am a terrible artist. So <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding. I had somebody ask me, well, Fred, Fred Schneider, uh, national admin. He's also the Texas and Illinois uh, state leaders. But uh, yeah. he asked me one time for this uh, specific thing about Campbell, Wisconsin, to make a sign. It says Campbell, uh, Wisconsin hates free speech. And I was like, well, man, I don't have time to print one out. He goes, well, just go get a marker and make one. I'm like, you aren't going to like it. Real, okay. real quick, James, we, we, yeah. uh, Karen, I see your line dropped. We got you back on the call. And uh, okay. soon we're going to be getting Dr. Q in, and then we got uh, Dr. Colbert on as well. And uh, 314, I see you called in. You'd like to chime in too. Uh, I will uh, do some call screening, get, get your name there, 314. But we do have uh, other folks. So go ahead, uh, okay. Jim, finish off, then I'm going to get uh, Dr. Q in, and then Dr. Tolbert. I've got some uh, call screening to do as well. Uh, we'll get him in. Go ahead, uh, Jim, say, and we'll continue from okay. there. Did you say you lost, Karen? I'll wrap things up real quick. But, yeah, I dropped uh, the machine back. But suffice okay. it to say, my my handwritten signs are terrible, so for this weekend's rally, I won't be able to have anything. But the next one, I will make one very clear: the media is lying to you. Yeah. And, All right. Well, and, and I we'll just make think it real that simple, we need but, to. But, um, yeah, we need to, this. This needs to be done pretty quick, James. I think it needs this info needs to go out right away. I, I we're going to try to do something here, and I'll try to do it this weekend too. If not this weekend, I, I definitely want to try to do it next weekend. But I just feel the need for us to to, to stick up for um, Trump and and expose this because there's a lot of people believe in the media well, out there. Well, absolutely, and 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 uh, I can ex- I can I can ex- make another event before our next June one um, as well. In fact, I'd have to say at least at least twice a month, everybody should get out now, real quick. And, yeah. I, and, and I'll wrap this up. Um, people may wonder why to go to an overpass to do what you do, what we do. It's true. You don't get a lot of exact personal interaction with people where, like you would in person or on a street corner. But the difference is, is you become the media from an overpass. You literally become the media because you can reach thousands if not mm-hmm. tens of thousands of people in just a very short amount of time, you know, timing is important too. If you can, if you, if there's any way you can get out during like a Monday evening or a Monday morning is absolutely the best, but it's hard for people rush to get hour. up early, but rush our traffic, rush our traffic during the week will maximize your efforts. If yeah. you get out there and you have that message Here's what's going to happen. People will not forget it. People watch TV. They watch the news. And by the time they wake up in the morning, they've forgotten most of what they heard. But you will never forget 
that band of people waving American flags standing on an overpass because the first thing that pops into your head is what's going on because it's out of the ordinary. It's not something you see all the time. It's not something that's a part of everyday life, and it sticks in people's heads. And that Mm -hmm. is really... That is really the whole point, and that's why overpasses has been a success. Uh, yep. I can give one one prime example, and I, I wish I could remember this man's name. He ran for Texas State House against a vastly a man that was, uh, against a Democrat that had vast sums of money, a, you know, a huge amount more than he did, and won a Texas State House seat because he went out five days a week, stood on an overpass with his election signs in his district, and he won a state house seat, beat radio commercials, beat television commercials, beat newspaper ads, beat online campaigns. He beat the machine by himself because Mm -hmm. what he did stuck in people's heads. When they went to the polls, they remembered that guy standing up on that overpass with his election sign, and that's who they voted for. Overpasses mm-hmm. for America was instrumental in July of 2014 in stopping Obama and the House of Representatives from passing amnesty for tens of millions of illegal yes, aliens in this country. If yes, you I was don't standing think there. You're... Exactly. And if you don't think standing out there on that overpass makes a difference, you're wrong. You may not notice what happens right away, but you change the mood of your community while you're there. What you say up there has an impact. It may not be a direct impact that you touch and feel right then, but you will see the results later. And one thing that we're really pressing people to do, our organization to, to do, is for 2018, is we want, we want a supermajority in the House and the Senate. The Senate so, will be difficult. Can I add on to that real quick, James? Here, here's what I would add on to that real quick, okay, because I know you want to get that wrapped up. We'll get other the folks on. There's plenty of time, folks. We've got over, you know, we got two hours before I'd have to close things out. But – I, uh, not only do we need a supermajority, I think we need in the primary. I think the people need to be out there supporting grassroots, conservative, you know, non-incumbent candidates to beat these these. Uh, you want to talk about draining the swamp? Get these uh, incumbents out of office. Get people to you know some fresh uh, fresh people in there, fresh blood in there. Get some grassroots, you know, real folks in there instead of these same people over and over and over again. Uh, you know, get rid of the McCain. You know, just get rid of most of them. I, I, I think. You know, just you well, know, some of them. You know, I think Cruz. You know, Cruz. I like Cruz. I like Rand Paul. You know, but I think there's a lot of them that we need to focus on getting them primaried out of there. I like to see Paul Ryan go. I like to see. Uh, you know, I, I like to see McCain, but I don't even know if McCain's running anymore. You know, I like to see him go. I like to see, you know, a number of others, uh, you know, go. You know, find out who they are. Lindsey Graham, you know, get rid of these guys. Get them primaried out. I think do that, you know, and then get your get the supermajority. Go ahead. Well, no, you're actually – you you just hit on what, what I was about to say next. We need a supermajority, but it needs to be a supermajority with a huge infusion of fresh blood. 
It absolutely does because the swamp monsters are running the swamp. And if we don't get rid of them, we're going to be in for uh, for the same old, the same old, same old, same old thing that we've been putting up with a, for a long time. You know, one definition of insanity is continuing to repeat the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, I, based on that saying, the United States is 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 has completely lost insane. its mind. <laughs> yeah, we are insane as a nation. Well, because we keep continuing to do the same thing, and we're expecting different results. So we have to do something different. Well, the biggest way to do something different is to put somebody different in D.C. And, you know, well, I know people are, are afraid of change, but the fact is I'm more afraid of the more of the same than what I am yeah. of change. Well, and also, yeah. and then I'm going to – I know Karen's got to go, so we got to – we, 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 we want to be able to get our final thoughts – uh, like we usually do that at the end of the show, but since you've got to go, we'll get our final thoughts. Is that uh, not only you know the insanity of doing what you know as, as you mentioned there, uh, said I don't want to be over redundant, just repeating what you said. Is remember we're also in two ways following two nations that have been to big trouble, or even empires. We're following the way of Greece, and we're following the way of the Roman Empire. We know what's bo- happened with both of those. So let's go ahead and. Uh, go ahead and get Karen, and we appreciate uh, Karen, uh, you coming to the show. Uh, give your final thoughts, and then uh, we will. Uh, I want to bring Dr. Tolbert in. I mean, well, first we got to bring Dr. Q in, and then Dr. Tolbert, and then we have uh, Bianchi on the phone as well. So we want to get Bianchi in, and so we'll, uh, you know, bring things around for our roundtable discussion. Uh, we were going to go uh, to our second segment, talk about uh, uh, Bill Crystal and, and some of his remarks about. Uh, namely Fox News, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we we could go over on that, but uh, I, I do want to cover that. Uh, but we'll continue on with this conversation with what's going on with the deep state because that's definitely important. Uh, we definitely have to fight against that. Uh, and, and as we said, you I mean yeah, we we thought the we thought there was a hell of a fight during the campaign, right, folks? Guess what? Now that he's president, I mean I'm, I'm starting yeah. to think. Yeah, he's in there, but we're going to have to fight even harder than we did during the campaign. Karen, thank you very much. Yeah. Go ahead with your final thoughts. Are you on mute again, Karen? Yep. Okay, I have uh, – thank you. <laughs> I happen <laughs> to agree with everything that everybody's saying, and it's wonderful that it's being brought out in the open. Now we have to act on it, and that's where we always fall down. Um, we have to take the next step. Because I agree with you, the eye opener is the um, you know the work that uh, James is doing, uh, those kinds of things. That's the eye catcher. But we have to go to the next step, and that's what we lack. So there are things that we can do, and they are in our local communities, because this group of people and it. It really doesn't matter anymore. Um, Basically, we are looking at America versus globalists because it doesn't matter what degree of globalism they are. They're all globalists. They believe in open borders. They believe in uh, they want to be the the king of the world, the top of the totem pole, and they're going to get there one way or another. And this is the last stand. And they are deathly afraid that Donald Trump and 
if he could corral the people the right, you know, the right way, the way they have done, then they are in a big, 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 big world of hurt. And right now their world is falling apart because uh, you're, when uh, James was talking before, you have to realize that they don't care about the truth. This is not about the truth. This is yeah. not about fact. This is not about anything other than creating chaos, period, destruction, period. And if our kids were taught in school, which is the next thing, we have to take back our local communities. We have to start going to the meetings. If you start going to the meetings, you'll be horrified at the things that you hear from the regional councils that are coming in and making all kinds of rules and regulations for you and your community. And they're telling you lies. But if we don't go there, it's not going to make any difference. We have to take back our schools. The garbage that's being taught in our schools, it, a choice is a diversion. Because it doesn't matter what the choice is. A child will learn in a closet if they're motivated to learn. Many kids have taken books and sat in their closets and read the books if they're motivated to learn. So the choice, the location, doesn't amount to anything. The problem is what they're learning. And if they all learn communism in every single school all over the country, then guess what? We'll be communists. And that's what's happening. So we have to go to our school boards. We have to start being vocal. We have to go back and form the committees that review the textbooks. And we have already we have uh, already done that. Though there are lists of textbooks, you can find the errors, the atrocities, the pornography, the the unbelievable things, the disrespect that is being spewed and being taught to our kids in kindergarten. So we have to go back to our school boards. We elect these people. They work for us. We go back to the school boards. We tell the school boards we want a citizens review committee of the textbooks because one of the things we should all do tomorrow is call Rick Scott's office and tell him to sign Bill 898, which is the bill that gives education and curricula and textbooks back to the local community. Now, in our state of Florida, that means that the legislators have turned around and said to Jeb Bush, what should we do? This is the man who took Florida from 27th, which wasn't wonderful, down to 47th. We want to continue this? I don't think so. We have things that we can do. America is made up of individuals doing great things and coming together with other individuals being the best they can be, and we are not doing that. This was, you know, Karen, I know that you have, you have actually run for office, and I know that you go to the Capitol building a lot, um, both here in Tallahassee and up in Washington. Um, but not everybody is capable of doing that. No, not everybody can because of logistics. Oh, um, I'm to. a homeschool. 
So, you know, tell us go to your local, what else we can do. Your local community. Go to your school board meetings. Go to your county meetings. Go to your zoning and planning meetings. The biggest lie in the state of Florida right now is that the septic tanks are polluting the rivers and streams. And they want the people to connect to sewers. Why would they want the people to connect to sewers? So they can control your water. Wake up. Yeah. The septic tank is the safest. Because if you have a septic tank and it overflows, guess what? You're going to clean it up. And (laughs) I don't have to pay (laughs) for it. I don't have to pay for it. You do. That's the way it works. Right. So we have to really do an analysis of our own communities. We are in a really, really wonderful spot. Look at all of those mega giant retail stores closing. I'm yelling, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on, because that gives the local town, the local community, a chance to have a bakery, uh, whatever, a dress shop a shoemaker, whatever. It gives the people back to being able to run their own businesses and their own lives with having to, without having to run to the mall to pick up the latest design or whatever. So we have to look at the way things are going to change and use it for our good because there are going to be changes. And the changes to me start in school. This is a complete takeover because there are at least five, four, well, let's say we say three solid generations of communist training so that now we have snowflakes who are totally incapable of thinking. And that is so incredibly dangerous because they can be out anywhere at any time and hear a trigger word and pick up a whatever and do a something to somebody else. Because that's what they're being programmed to do. Yeah. We've got to take back our kids because we could do all these wonderful things. And we could get Donald Trump to exactly where we need to be. And then he'll be out of office. And guess what? We'll be back in the same place. Because these yeah. kids graduate. And guess where they go? They work in the government. They work in the bureaucracies. And they're the ones that will tell you how many cups of water you can drink. How many pieces of fruit you can have? We don't want that. So there are things that we can do. And right now I'm in the action stage. (laughs) We did a wonderful job of educating. We are educating. And we have to continue to do that. We have a fabulous group of people that voted for Donald Trump they were never really part of any of our organizations. They were independents. They were blue dog Democrats. They were fed up with whatever. So when you say, where are these people, they were never part of doing this. And you know what? They're never going to be unless we go and invite them and tell them, come with me. We are not different. We believe in the same things. If you voted for Trump, come to a school board meeting with me. Let's find out what those kids are reading. Let's go to a zoning and planning meeting. Let's find out how the money's being spent in our local communities. Folks, you will be shocked at the way our money is being spent. It's disgraceful. So, and I and I have 
attended some of those meetings and and was uh, I even spoke at a few of them uh, county council meetings and also uh, school board meetings and yet mm-hmm. nothing that I asked about or spoke about ever got done I mean I you gotta I, press on press on yeah. and then well go to the, the problem is there's you know like me I'm a I'm a homeschooler our school system is so crappy here in Volusia County. That I, I I can't let my grandkids go to to, to public school. Well, God and bless so, you for doing that. God well, bless and you then, for doing and, you that. You know, other people other people have to work because they've done such horrible things with our economy. But now women have to work. They can't go and do things. You know, men have to work. They have they can't go to these county council meetings are not in the evening after work hours. They're in the middle well, of the day. You know what? Mm-hmm. You have an election coming up. You go to your county commissioners and you tell them you want an ordinance to say that they're going to have evening meetings at least twice a month. So they'll have morning and they'll have evening so people can go. Or they should record them. Nobody has to go anyplace. I want to see my county meeting. I should be able to flip on my cable channel and see my county meeting. There are things that we can do. We have to do them. We have to demand. That's what Donald Trump was saying. I'm only one person. I need help. Well, we need to help him. So let's rally the troops, but then let's do something afterwards, and let's turn around and talk to our friends and neighbors, and let's go to our town meetings and not let these people run our lives. We allowed them to do it. And, and, and speaking of that, and speaking of that, ladies, we do have um, I do have a, a multiple of other folks uh, get once again into our roundtable discussion here. Uh, yeah, Karen, you're well, welcome thank to stay. You. I know and you, I really uh, appreciate it. I appreciate it. It has been wonderful. Thank you for having me. But I have a very big meeting tomorrow, and I have to go take care of the preparation for that. So thank you so and much. And good luck it's with that, great. Karen. Oh, you're welcome. I, pre- I, I appreciate it. Don't, you know, you, you guys know I don't like to interrupt any uh, anyone, but, you know, I do have folks who I really appreciate uh, your patience uh, on the line. We are going to – we got plenty of time still. Uh, we've got, you know, plenty to talk about, plenty of time. Uh, looks like we uh, – that James had to go as well. So, of course, we want to uh, thank James, as always, for uh, coming on to the show. And hopefully we can get him uh, back as well to do an, an update. And, and Cindy uh, – it sounds like uh, you've been speaking with him off off air. Uh, Food uh, conveyed to him my thanks for him coming to the show, contributing, and and again, and, you know, welcome him back on, or you know, and inviting him back on to the show. But let's go ahead I'm, and as I said, I got Dr. Q on the line, Dr. Tolbert, I got uh, John on the line, uh, Bianchi. We're going to get you all on. Uh, we may even have uh, Susan here on the line, uh, so we'll get uh, you on as well. Just push the one on the number dial. Uh, yes, we have Susan as well. Uh, so we've got plenty of people here, plenty to talk about, and plenty of time. So it's, it's looking good here. So let's go ahead and uh, bring in Dr. Q. Thank you very much, Dr. Q, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic, Robert. Thank you for having me on your show again. Oh, you're welcome. So, uh, you know, t- tell me what your thoughts on, you know, the developments. And, and I know we talked a little bit off air, and perhaps we hopefully we can get some, some folks here in the area to do some – you know, something what what James talking about. You know, get people to be uh, visible. I, I I still have my Trump sign, uh, and I think uh, tomorrow, starting tomorrow morning, uh, that Trump sign is probably going to find itself back in my yard doing its uh, yard duty. <laughs> yes, yes. No, we'll see if someone steals like they have before. Go ahead. 
Yes, no, absolutely. You and James, uh, you both are right. And um, to tell you the truth, um, when, you know, Mike Pence uh, wanted to become the vice president, I'm telling you, I had a bad feeling about this guy from get-go. Uh, I voted for Trump, not for Pence, to be honest with you. Why? Because I have a little bit of his history, you know, He's a little bit hawkish, you know, has more connection with globalists than, let's say, President Trump. Uh, and, you know, I knew at some point you're going to have some problem. And now, uh, you know, from the time that the General Flynn, uh, you know, was removed, you know, I knew that something fishy was going on. Um, I knew the person, his replacement, is not going to be like Mr. Flynn. Uh, I knew that, uh, you know, Mike Pence, he himself had problems with Flynn. Uh, You know, there there are some rumors about, you know, when Flynn was, you know, getting deep inside of the pedal, you know, case, uh, you know, uh, accidentally one of the guys was connected to Pence somehow, and he didn't like it. He didn't like the tonnage of Flynn. He did not like any of that. So he had enough excuse to just get rid of Flynn. Um, and then Nick Mercer, the moment, I, and I knew, like, they're going to push him, so I knew it. Uh, the moment that, you know, they picked him, I said, okay, this is going to get ugly, very ugly. Why? Because they knew this guy. From they, Everybody calls him like a scholar general. I don't call him. I don't, we don't need a scholar. We don't need academy. We need doers. I don't need people who come, uh, you know, uh, with solutions in the books. And just like McMaster, you know, said once uh, when, you know, he was working for Bush, uh, Bush Jr., he said it himself, Islam is a religion of peace without any documents, without any backing up, without any, you know. So he's that kind of a scholar, a brainwashed scholar that believes in open borders, Believe in, believe in, you know, globalism, which is what? Lack of competition. John D. Rockefeller said one, competition is sin. Why? Because they don't want that. They want monopoly. They want to be on the top of things. They want a homogenized world that everything is basically mixed. Uh, there is no individualism. What does it mean? It means there is no creativity. It means they can control everything and everybody, you know, so they can come up with a formula, with a formula that could apply to anyone. Like this, they cannot because, you know, Q is different, Robert is different, Robert is different from Susan, and so on and so forth. So, and that's the beauty of our, you know, nation, uh, you know, but they don't want that. So, you know, uh, like Prince and Pence, uh, like I said, brought these people, such as the, you know, the director of national intelligence, 
damn cold, and then he brings Mike Pompeo, and then after that, Nikki Haley for United uh, Nation Ambassador, as United Nations Ambassador. You know, I think everything is ready for, uh, you know, um, President Trump being impeached and, you know, to grow his favor, Pence, because they can control him better. You know, he's, you know, he's basically half-baked. You just need to give him some direction, you know. And then, but, and everybody assuming that right now, but I tell you what, we did not elect President Trump so he can be impeached so easily. This is, this doctor stuff. We are going to rally, that's great. But I don't want to see this snowflake attacking our people. And we have been very patient. What the snowflakes don't know, as we speak, they're getting ready. There are some other solutions. If that doesn't work, if the rallies, negotiations, dialogues don't work, then you have a, you know, options such as militia. We did it in the past. We forced the federal government, which in this case is not federal government anymore, is deep state. We are ready to make them understand. We, the people, elected President Trump. And he cannot be impeached just like that. If he's impeachable, so are all these presidents in the past, including, including Barack Obama and Bush Jr. You know, but, you know, as you said, the deep state uh, basically uh, is going nuts, is going crazy, because they don't believe it. They don't believe that people finally have a voice. But I tell you what, we're going to basically uh, show them we do have the voice. Not only we do have the voice, but we, the people, are in charge of our country. United States. The other thing that is very troubling is this hanging out with Saudi Arabia. Again, I said it before, I'm saying it again. We have so many good allies. We actually have very good allies. We just let them and let the globalists take over, which was Iran. Uh, Iran, before 1979, uh, was our best ally. They talk about, you know, you know, the Shah of Iran being this and that. Guess what? Why don't you, the same guy who said Shah was a dictator, they never talk about Saudi Arabia chopping people's heads, forcing, uh, you know, uh, basically, women don't have any rights. They're second class. No, they're not in the second class. And I take that back. Sorry. They've been treated like animals. They, the Saudi Arabian scientists finally, finally admitted that women are mammals, but they're not still human. You know, so you're you're basically supporting a country like such. I mean, I don't care how much money can we get from them. I don't care if they have our bases in Middle East. But what they are uh, doing in our own country is financing madrasas, 
which is Islamic religious school. What they are doing, put in, put in congressmen, congresswomen in our Congress who are either uh, Muslim converts or, or they're sympathizing for Islam. This is very dangerous. Going to Manhattan, I was just there, and seeing people basically holding the, the uh, uh, you know, Muslim prayer, you know, on Friday. This is very dangerous. And um, we need to, you know, remind President Trump, not only we are behind you, but also if wars come to wars, we're going to physically defend you, physically with militia, defend you against the Antifa and against the uh, 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 snowflakes and all these people who they know, they know that we just don't have guns. We know how to use them. Okay, and Cindy, you want to make uh, mention of uh, the Alec Jones comments, and then I think that was a good segue, Dr. Kilflow, on an article that Dr. K- uh, Tolbert uh, has sent me, and I'm going to read that uh, briefly after your comments, Cindy, and then bring in Dr. Tolbert. And, of course, as part of our roundtable discussion, everyone's line will st- stay open, and we will bring it back uh, to everyone uh, so we can make further comments. Let's go ahead and bring it, and we do have other folks we, you know, we want to get on the call uh, but let's go ahead and bring it over to you. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Cindy. Cindy, you still there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I had myself muted again. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I wanted to say, Dr. Q, um, regarding – you mentioned something about um, his mental state. I'm assuming you're talking about the Alex Jones-Robert Stone interview where Robert Stone was saying that um, he had um, he had a source that said that um, – hang on. I'm not still on you – know, there's some kind of a feedback here. Anyway, he well, said no, I'm that getting there some was kind of uh, thing going on here with uh, – my browser keeps bouncing. Something's bouncing. It's well, yeah. I'm getting feedback too. I wonder what that is. <laughs> anyway, let me try to let me try to say. Yeah, I, got, I think I got it. Did I fix it? No, I still hear it. It's like a, it's like a echo. Anyway, let me just say it anyway, and. I hear myself again, oh well. Anyway, <laughs> Roger Stone was saying that his sources were saying that I the think plan it's say Bob behind, again, I think. behind the scenes was that um, they're planning to claim that Trump is has um, Alzheimer's uh, and so that he is not, they want to have him uh, declared mentally incompetent to carry on his uh job. Now, that is a huge process. I mean, that cannot be done easily. But the the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of things getting 
head around and a lot of plans. He's trying to be, they're trying to make a lot of stuff behind the scenes. They're also trying to create a lot of rumors. They want a rumor mill going because rumor mills are awesome for business. So um, whatever the whatever the truth is behind it, the fact is they do want to get rid of Trump, and they'll use impeachment. They'll use mental faculties. I don't I don't care what it takes. They're going to and if none of that works, they may go all the way and try to assassinate him. So I'm praying for him. I know a lot of people who are praying for him um, because he's in danger. Um, for one reason or another, he's in danger. I hope that he's as tough a man as he proclaims himself to be. I hope he's as tough as what he seems to be because he's got a lot more to go through. And uh, he's, I hope that he learns something from this, that you cannot let these people push you around and you cannot believe everything that everybody tells you. I hope he's using his common sense to know that these people are absolutely and that his own son-in-law could be a part of this. So um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just hoping that uh, people will somehow wake up and, and I hope that Trump has all this under control and then it's all, to him, he's just laughing at it because he's thinking it would, that would be the most pleasing thing to me of all is if Trump is sitting back in the Oval Office giggling at all of this that's going on and he's like, Well, just wait till you see. Wait till you see. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this wide open. Y'all just y'all just wait and see. You know? <laughs> that's what I'm hoping he's doing, you know. You know how God sits up there and laughs at us, you know. They think they're getting away with all this stuff, right? Well ha ha <laughs> So I just wanted to bring that up. No, I appreciate. It. I actually got uh, had a, I actually got knocked off the line here for a second. Um, really? Yeah, I'm having some uh, actually some. Well, I, I got disconnected, but uh, let's hope that don't happen during the extended period, or everyone uh, will get disconnected. You know, you know, it hung up. I had to actually call back in. I'm trying to get my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're glad you're back, Robert. Period, or we'll all get disconnected. <laughs> well, uh, we're glad to have you back, Robert. You got anything to say? <laughs> yes, yeah, please be patient while I get myself logged in, so I can bring in other callers. <laughs> I mean, I had my articles and everything uh, lined up that Dr. Tolbert was kind enough to uh, uh, send to me about. Uh, the dem- what you know? If I get that article back, trying. <laughs> well, Hello? you know, I had. I, oh no! I the, thought I got article, disconnected again. I go ahead. The articles are flying. The articles are flying. There are so many articles out there about this issue. It's like the press is having a field day out of this. It's like um, Watergate all over again, or something. You know. Oh, and, well, they're trying to compare it with Watergate. Well, <laughs> well. Anyway, um, I was I was looking at some articles today, and I was struck by a few things that are just so obvious. And and I guess the press does not think that we notice things. I guess they think we're too stupid to think and too stupid to notice things. 
But the fact that they're throwing this menu, this memo thing around as if it, uh, there's really such a thing, first of all, we haven't even seen this memo, and yet they're acting like this memo exists, but they're not going to show it to us, right? And then we're supposed to believe that what they're saying about the menu, menu, memo is not taken out of context or uh, oh, yeah. or uh, just or recently up, written, if you know what I mean. Or, Right, or just made up by Comey himself because you know he has to he has to try to get even for losing his job. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. talk about talk about obvious. Now, how obvious could you be? Uh, you just get fired and you come up with something like that. Why? Oh, I know. I mean, I how know. ridiculous is that? So anyway, uh, and, and then you got you got Justin Amash, who has tried to. Uh, let us all he's tried to make us all think that he's a libertarian and that he wants all this freedom and everything and and yet he he's saying to me he's saying in this article here uh, and by the way this article is from the hill online he's saying i think it's uh he was asked by another reporter whether he trusted comey's word or trump and Amash said, according to this quote, I think it's pretty clear I have more confidence in Director Comey. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, well, okay. there was another article I wanted to get, and, 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 and I wanted to get for tonight, and I didn't. Uh, but I think you might even be able to find it. Uh, let me check here. Um, and then we're going to get to the one that Dr. Colbert uh, gave me so that he could uh, – and we could do, do that as a segue to get him on the show. Uh, I appreciate you sending that to me. Yeah, there's just still, I mean, we, we'll probably be continuing the conversation uh, next week. Uh, and so, oh, yeah. anyway, so while, so while, let's, see if, let's see if I got it here. Um, oh, let's see. Let's scroll to the page and let's see if it's where I think I had it. Um, well, you, you, got, you got this guy, uh, Carlos Curbelo from Florida, here in Florida, where I am. And he's pressuring, uh, he's talking about uh, Trump's pressuring Comey as if it's, um, he's like equating it with uh, Richard Nixon, his impeachment proceedings, or Bill Clinton. And this is absolutely unfathomable that he would take the, the, uh, first of all, as Karen Schoen said earlier, there's no legal basis for this claim. For them to take this in front of Congress and say, we want you to impeach somebody, there is absolutely no way that they could do it with the information that they have. It's completely hearsay. That is not admissible evidence in a court. You can't use that. So how can he even think about comparing this to Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton? The the information we had on Bill Clinton, we didn't even hear – we didn't even get to hear half of what Bill Clinton really did. So, so to that that is just silly, and that's a Republican, of course, who who made that comment. That that's what we're up against. So I want to see I want to see Comey come in front of Congress and 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 tell this the way the way they're assuming that he needs it. I want to hear him say. That that Trump did this. Now, I love it how Trump made that um, that 
that tweet where he said, yeah. I hope that Comey has, uh, I hope Comey, Comey better hope that I don't have any tapes or anything. I hope, right, I he, hope that he said that so that Comey would fear telling a lie because he's going to get outed. I hope that that's, I hope that's the fact. I hope that uh, Comey comes on and backtracks the same way that he did with Hillary Clinton. He knew he had all this information on Hillary Clinton, and he backtracked anyway. I mean, what the heck? And now you're going to say, I wrote a, I wrote a, a note to myself. Note to self. Trump said, back off. And I'm supposed to believe that that's actually what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the book, I said, yeah, find that other. Um, it was um, it was an article that I had on, uh, on the Bards Logic newsroom at the www.bardslogic.com. Now, I mean, I've got uh, a plethora of other articles that would be great reading on there, such as deep state leak, highly classified info to Washington Post to smear Tr- uh, President Trump. Uh, that's one, and then there's just. It says, uh, guests remind NBC, CNN, Obama gave classified intel to Russia. But that's you can find the Bard's Logic little. But anyway, let's go ahead and get to that article and then bring Doug Silbert in. And I do appreciate everyone's patience. And, uh, yes, everyone just still, of course, stay on the line, and we'll get, uh, we'll get people in. Uh, we got still have plenty of time. we got uh, John on the line. We have Bianchi on the line. We have Susan on the line wanting to chime in. we got others. Push the one in your arm dial. When you want to get in, but let's go ahead and do this and get Dr. Tolbert in. Thank you very much uh, for your patience, Dr. Tolbert. But this is a mud. Amid, this is uh, from uh, WND. Amid the growing talk on Capitol Hill of impeachment, talk radio show host Rush Limbaugh suggested Democrats would be happy to have Vice President Mike Pence take over the Oval Office. And see, this is kind of uh, what I was talking about earlier today, um, or not today, but the show. It says, now they'll t- they're still yeah, – all the mics are open, remember. So anyone's got background, mute the mics or, or what have you. Uh, it says, now they'll take Pence in there any day. Pence, in their mind, is a conservative Republican. They think he'll roll over uh, him in two weeks, Limbaugh told his listeners recently. Limbaugh said Pence is much more acceptable to Democrats than Trump. Pence, at least as a governor, you can make a greater claim that he comes from their side of the tracks. And as a good conservative, he's very happy to lose, he said. In their minds, I'm not saying that describes Pence. That's how they see him, uh, Wimbledon continued, and I contend they very well may be right. Uh, But anyway, it says they think they can rule Pence. Remember what I said earlier. I'm telling you, and I think think they're right. I'm sorry. I think the uh, limo continued. They think they can rule Pence. And send them packing inside a year, they think they can embarrass and humiliate him. But just as they have relentlessly attacked Trump, Democrats would go after Pence would go after Pence if he became president, Limbaugh said. What's Pence going to be guilty of? He accepted Trump's vice presidency. The next thing they're going to go after, what did Pence know and how did he know it? You know, uh, you think they're going to just sit there and let Pence become president and do nothing about it? Unless they get, they get polling data saying that Pence will get them the House back and Pence will get them the White House in 2020, uh, then they'll leave him there. He said, nevertheless, the attacks on Trump are purely personal. They cannot permit Trump to improve the economy. They cannot permit Trump to take the nation, make the nation more secure. They cannot permit Trump to win in the international conflict. 
They cannot permit it. It must not happen, Limbaugh said. Every victory Trump has is just another sign of how useless and phony the establishment is. Limbaugh said Trump doesn't seem to understand how he perceives Trump has made it, not Trump. Rich Limbaugh, in my opinion, has done a 180 since. 2012, I was not happy with uh, – and you guys know it, people are long-term listeners – how unhappy I have been for, uh, on, about Rush Limbaugh for a very long time. Maybe he feels secure enough in his position where he don't feel like he has to always chill for the Republican Party and the establishment and the GOP. Maybe he feels financially secure in his position that he don't have to do that anymore. Who knows? But, I mean, he's been seeming much more conservative first than a Republican second. Uh, than the other way around, which I've seen him act like in the past, even actually lying, you know, on primary days. But anyway, I digress. Um, uh, he continues. Apparently, Trump really thought firing Comey would quiet the Democrats down. He said, Limbaugh said that if it's true, as Political Report alleges, that Trump is surprised that the Russian controversy is still going on. Then he uh, then he doesn't have anybody around him who can honestly tell him what he's up against. Uh, and then uh, it says, why vote Republican? Come on, you stupid computer. Sorry, it's really annoying me the way this is acting up tonight. Uh, <clears throat> and then it, it goes to another, uh, you know, some more. I'll, I'll see about uh, getting this posted as well uh, eventually on, on the Bard's Logic Little Talk page there on Facebook. Uh, so check that out. So let's go ahead and, uh, what, as I said, you know, r- r- right in line with what I was saying earlier. Uh, about what I think that what their plan is and, and why they want to get rid of Trump, and uh, well, you heard it here, folks, on Bard's Logic. So let's go ahead and get uh, Dr. Torbert in. Thank you very much, Dr. Torbert, coming to show. Everyone else lines uh, are still open. Still stay in the line. We'll get you guys back in for our roundtable discussion. We got a couple more, uh, about three more callers to get in, but we will all uh, be into the call tonight. Uh, and if we have to do this in two different shows, two different weeks, I guess we'll have to do that. Because I have a feeling this topic is not going to end anytime soon. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Colbert, for coming to the show. How are you? And thank you, everyone else who's still waiting on the line for your patience. We'll get you in, I promise. Go ahead, Dr. Colbert. Yeah, let me just start with that we're writing shorter articles now and on uh, calltoduty.org uh, for people to go back and look. We're doing a short article now on Senator Al Green, and I'm kind of tie this together with where you're going. Uh, Senator Al Green is a senator out of Texas that stood up and said that we should impeach uh, Trump. Uh, the the senator from Texas uh, was uh, from the state of Florida. Uh, he moved to Texas. He's involved with the Pakistan uh, caucus. He's involved with the um, Black Caucus. Uh, there's rumors that he's probably part of the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. Now, having said that, I'm going to give you there are 10 states that have the highest number of Muslims. Indiana, by coincidence, is one of the 10, and Florida is the other one that has the highest number of Muslims in the United States. So now we're going to look at the fact that you're talking about a vice president with the article that I sent you, that the Democrats agree a more manipulative president than what Donald Trump is that has the highest number of Muslims in their state, along with Al Green, 
who is a member of groups that are also part of and has pushed the Black Lives uh, Matter, which is part of the Muslim Brotherhood out of the country of England. So what you have to do is look at all this from the big picture. You're talking about one world power, the Illuminati's. You're talking about Islam. You're talking about a lot more things. But under all of this is that the White House has been infiltrated with individuals that are giving information out that is highly secret. And no one has went into and came to the determination that we have compromised our office of the president. The president is currently in the middle of purging his staff. There was big arguments uh, yesterday and the day before that the press is picking up on. And he is going to replace his press secretary. He is going to replace several of the members of his staff in key positions. And I believe Pence is going to be taken out of the loop as the vice president, and he will be only the figurehead because of the fact he cannot be fired, and he's the only member of the presidential staff that cannot be fired. It takes Congress to do that. But I think the president has came to the conclusion that there is an underlying move by the Democrats, by the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, by the Obama administration, who is still heavily involved in things, and we sent emails to this too. But I think you got to go back and investigate people. I think you can't just bring up a person's name. And so we're doing short articles how that individuals never got impeached, how the attorney generals uh, that should have been in prison when we did the the arms race to Mexico, uh, how Al Green and other members did not follow through, how these Democrats are looking to manipulate the government and one world power. So I hope when everybody's talking about the president of the United States and when they're talking about the other members, that we are looking to move the country under the U.N. to one world power. If we allow the continuation of the press conferences, which we've suggested to the president, and I believe you're going to see a termination of press briefings, I think the president has come to the same conclusion that he's moving so fast in so many things The best way to do it is short memos, and he's going to have a new press secretary that's going to be readdressing issues. There's a lot of things going on in the White House right now that everybody needs to stand back. We were only doing between 800 and 1,000 hits a day on our blog. We're now doubling that. We're between 1,600 and 2,000 hits. Uh, we're on the LinkedIn accounts. We're on the, the Twitter accounts. And so w- we write an article, and it seems within a very short period of time, we're seeing a change in the way people act and what they're doing. Uh, you know, your show tonight we posted 15 times in five different places, and I hope you're seeing an increase of the audience because that's to prove the point that if everybody has a blog and if everybody does LinkedIn and if everybody does Twitter and if everybody does Facebook, when you see Fox News, when you see the NBC, you see CBS and Times and all these other newspapers, post an article. 
um, you know, we get 30, 40, 50 responses just by going to the news broadcast and posting something about what's going on and people looking at different things and we get replies. And so you can make the difference. It's not just today about the banner as you're speaking, but it's getting into the Internet and realizing the impact. Research what you're going to say. Keep it brief down to as few as words as possible. Use links of what you're doing so people can turn to these links and then support the United States of America, even though we are a corporation and even though the Congress should be impeached, even though there should be an impeachment of Cain and Obama and a lot of other people, unless you bring forth these things, the American people are not going to see it. So, Robert, I just kind of wanted to summarize the thing with Al Green, uh, the state of Indiana, which, by the way, I was born in, and the fact it's the highest Muslim state now, along with the state of Florida, where these members are coming from, where the Democratic Party is heading, how you're heading toward a one-world power, and why they're trying to undermine the president and why the president is going to restructure his staff, replace certain people, and you're going to see some major changes in 30 days. Okay, and so let's go ahead at this point, and I uh, appreciate it, Dr. Tober. We'll keep uh, uh, the lines open. We're going to bring things back around in our uh, uh, discussion, a roundtable discussion. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, bring in uh, Bianchi. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate your patience. we got you on, John, and also you, Susan, we'll get you in. Uh, but thank you very much, Bianchi, for calling to the show. How are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you doing? You know, I was good, listening good. to the conversation. And you know, these newspaper media, uh, the Washington Post, CNN, they start off with truth, and as you delve into the content of the story, then the lies all of a sudden start appearing. And the average citizen don't know what the heck they're looking at. And they only go for those buzzwords that attract their attention. You were talking about having this overpass campaign. I think what's needed is that, and we need to turn out real big in this next midterm election. We need to get out as many as 80 million people in support of Donald Trump. Need to come out in force. I would That'd hope that he stick. I would hope that he stick to his promises, i.e., a national concealed carry to continue to handle these illegals who have effectively formed the fifth column here in the United States and also proceed with protecting the southern border. Because if you don't do that, you're going to have a lot of folks that's being disappointed. You had a lady on earlier when you was talking about education. I don't think that the the present public school system can be saved, especially in the inner cities where I know very well. I'm 100% for school choice. Matter of fact, when the majority of African Americans are polled in the 70 percentile, they want school choice along with the vouchers where they can put their child where it's best for them. Because the present situation that we have now is totally, totally ridiculous. And have you noticed, you had an incident in New York where you had immigration agents wanted to go into a school to question a student. And I think in other places they have went in and actually pulled people out, uh, students out that was, you know, illegal. Well, the school district said that they weren't going to let them in. 
And New York uh, school districts said that they have they are open to permitting illegal students children to attend the schools. Well, how ironic is that? You guys remember the cases when you had these mothers? You had one in uh, Ohio, and you had another one up in Connecticut, I believe, that took their child to another district other than the failing district that they lived in. Well, the one lady received five years over that. And the other one in Ohio is facing or is in jail over what she's done, too. And these were American citizens. Wow. So how can you so how can you lock up American citizens? These happen to be African American women. How can you lock up American citizens for trying to make the choice whereas you let illegals attend public schools and they can't yeah. even be questioned by authorities? Let me let me ask you something. Are you saying that it is actually illegal in their school district that you take your child to a different school and, and pretend that you live somewhere else or give a false address on the are, is it actually illegal to do that there? Absolutely it is. In those two Unbe- different states. Unbelievable. Yes, wow. it is. And I'm telling you, uh these Democrats everything I've heard that is being projected that's trying to turn the United States into is actually true. These protests that you have seen are either illegals or illegal sympathizers and advocates. The difference between Trump and Hillary out in California was about 3 million votes. Well, this just so happened to be what the count is yeah. for illegals being in that state. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so if we don't make these, I'm I'm telling you, if we don't make these, and I hate to say it like this, we got to get white people off their fat butts and get them out to the polls this next time around. <laughs> well, like this our is friend one Christina. White butt there. <laughs> no, honest, I'm telling you because you're right. Th- this is about the last chance we have, and that's why I come. I hope he has this national right to carry. Because uh, if you look back at the Obama administration and every time an incident, and I think some of these incidents was really staged or yeah. instigated, it happened with guns. Here they come up with these new schemes on how to either make it harder for you to have guns or even suggest that things be put in place where you can actually lose the right to have it. I hate yeah. to say it like that, but, uh, you know, we've seen things like this in far history in the past. Let me ask you something. How did you how did you come about uh, your 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 viewpoint when we know that at least 70% of the black community does not believe like you do? I mean, according to the voting record, they don't. How did, how did well, you uh, because how are you the able things to that, speak clearly? <laughs> The things that he says, like I mentioned, school choice. Like I mentioned, guns. I'm a strong advocate of the Second Amendment, and I know the value of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the other things that he talked about, I was I attended his rallies. I didn't get lynched. I don't have any rope burns around my neck. <laughs> and you could hear what he was saying. He was just like he's talking to in, in, at your kitchen table. And those people that was there that was agitating on his tickets, you had to go online to get the ticket. And on the on the ticket, tell you what you could and could not do at the rallies. 
So guess what? If you violated what you should have known, then you got you're gonna get put out. Right. So I have never in my life, and I'm not no spring chicken. I've been around for a while. I have never yeah. seen the 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 force that's coming out at a president like they're coming out after Trump. It yeah. has to be something underlying that needs to be looked at very closely also. It's got to be something going on. Yeah. Oh, even if people and the plan. Even if people there. we'll talk about this a little later we'll, we'll we'll talk about this a little later. Even if people such as Bill Crystal, who is the uh the editor of the uh, the Weekly Standard, a so-called conservative magazine, I've got an article I'm hoping we'll get to uh, later on the show. It's actually what our second segment was going to be about, uh, but we'll, we'll sneak, sneak at least that part in, uh, where he, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, he's kind of lambasting the folks who are uh, supporting double, Donald Trump on, on Fox News. And I'll read the parts of that article, uh, you know, after we get everyone in on the show. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. We'll, I just want to throw that in there. Yeah. About all the but people, anyway, uh, like I was saying, this media, they are lying. If people would read and understand what it is that they're reading, and and what you're seeing, the lack of understanding is nothing more than a reflection of our school system. And, you know, Obama was so divisive that he created such a groundswell. I'm here in the state of Missouri, and our whole legislative body, they love it. It's completely red. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, that, that you got with that that you wouldn't hope to have. But at the same time, that's what you have. People were so mad from a host of things, whether it's immigration, whether it's new transactional thing where you have boys going into the girls' uh, gym facilities, taking showers with girls. You know, the thing with uh, the guns, with education. He created such a division and, and division and making people take a, you know it's okay to respect a person's right to be whatever they want to be, but you don't have to accept it. And they was trying to make you accept these things, like having mm-hmm. bakers to do something with a cake that they normally would not want to do. It's going against their principles. Right. I mean, it's good that some people in the country still have principles. So I don't want That's to take right. up too much more of your time. But like oh, I say, we got to get these folks. You want. We got to get these folks off their butts and get them out to the poll. We need to turn out about 80 million or more where it's no doubt. It's a shame. It's it's amazing how many people are not even registered to vote. Uh, That that is a shameful, shameful um, uh, uh, thing about our country. We just – it's just unbelievable to me that we live in this nation where you can choose who leads you. And and people don't want to do it. On my Facebook page, I have a quote by um, Plato, and it says, you know, let me get to it. I want to say it exactly so I don't mess it up. Where'd it go? Okay. One of the, quote, one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. Now, it was written by Plato long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Well, I'm happy Hillary is not because I I was, you know, we may have been going to war with Russia. And that's something you don't want to go to war with Russia. And here's another thing. People don't know. But when you're at war, 
Your homeowner insurance do not cover when your house gets blown up. When your windows are busted out of your automobile, your automobile insurance does not cover it. Your cell phone's going to stop working. You think Flint is having a problem with water? Just let that happen here in this this country. The grocery stores are not going to work no more. So people just, we have never seen that, but they have not the slightest idea what that looks like. And I, for one, do not want my grandchildren to have to experience that. Absolutely. I'm with you, buddy. All right. Thank you very <laughs> I'm much. I'm with you. You're welcome. So, uh, well, you're welcome. Uh, and I appreciate uh, you coming on, Bianchi. You're welcome. And welcome back. Uh, we also have a our good – he's not on the line, but uh, our good friend Naj who calls in every once in a while, you know, kind of of the same uh, mind as yourself. And we'll, we'll, say we'll, uh, we'll keep you in on the, on the call if you want to chime back in if you'd like. Uh, but you see other calls Yeah, I'll continue to listen. Well. I'll mute myself. Yeah. Okay, just yeah, just chime in and yell out when you like to. Uh, just go ahead. We we have other callers on. Push the one on your number dial, and I'll get you in the show. But we are about 11 minutes before the extended period, which means that uh, please do not let your phone drop the call, especially mine, to be honest, because I'll drop everybody's call. So I hope that doesn't yeah. happen. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway, uh, because if happens, unfortunately, uh, after the next 11 minutes, if your call drops, you will not be able to. Uh, call back in, so uh, keep those phones charged or, or, or keep from, uh, you know, uh, letting go or whatever you need to do. Uh, and as I said, if you do want to get into the show, if you want to listen to the extended period, uh, that's that's great. We appreciate it. Uh, just uh, if you make sure you share out the link later on. Or if I see another person, uh, Eric at 404, I promise we will get you on the show. We do have about uh, two or three other folks up, uh, before I get you in, but we will get you in. Uh, and speaking of that, let's go ahead. And I appreciate everyone's patience tonight, uh, and we'll uh, we'll definitely be continuing this conversation next week as well. And we are going to have some guests on with us too. But let's go ahead and bring in John. So here we go. How it goes? It's going to go John, and then it's going to go Susan, and then I'm going to get your name uh, in a few moments. Uh, Eric at four zero four, and we'll get you into the show. But first, let's go ahead and welcome John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Blog Talk Radio with Bards Logic Political Talk. Robert is hurting the cats like the best cowboy in the town. And don't forget, call <laughs> I back appreciate the next... that, John. And hey, everybody, if you're listening, whether you're on the internet or on the phone, and you want to listen to the next hour, call 347 945 7428 and at least get in so you can hear it. And like Mr. Robert said, press the one once you're in there if you want to talk. Man, I'm just impressed with everybody and what's going on tonight, and I'm glad and happy to hear it. I did want to comment on a couple of things that was mentioned earlier. Yes, we do need to um, be careful about when we're getting rid of the people that are in office now, that we want to try to make sure that we're keeping some people that are better than them in the you know, shadows to take their place and that there's enough support to support them getting in there. Because the last thing we want to do is to be ill-prepared. We run off a couple of uh, corrupt people that are in there now, and then we get somebody worse because we weren't prepared for somebody else coming in behind them. So I appreciate you guys pointing all that out. And um, like uh, Mrs. Uh, Schoen was saying, it seems like we have a revolving door. We just keep electing corrupt people after corrupt people. And from my opinion, this has been going on since the founding of our country because it just seems like that there's the people that have the money 
at the top that fund all these campaigns, they find them a puppet, and then they put millions of dollars behind their puppet, and that just runs roughshod over the rest of us. So trying to figure out how to circumvent that, I think is we have to be very wise and careful, and I'm not sure you know, exactly how to do that. I believe in their strength in numbers, and I believe in that team spirit, and that's why I'm always preaching mutual assent, because I believe the more that we all cooperate and work together with all our minds together, we can come up with the best plan, whereas if it's just a small group of us that think we know it all, trying to figure it out, we'll usually end up just like the people that are already in there, being biased and just um, to think like we do. And that doesn't help the unite a country come together. I also want to um, keep in mind that, you know, even though all this media stuff's going on, and I think you guys probably remember the last show, that was my closing comment, is we were going to have to really watch the media over the, you know, upcoming future because there's so much deception and lying going on. But whenever you think about that, I think there's also, we have to be cautious in that it's a diversionary tactic, because when you're watching C-SPAN and trying to keep up with what's going on in the Congress, they're passing laws like crazy. I mean, they've passed four different things today. I mean, last week or a couple weeks ago, I mentioned on this show, you know, the House Joint Resolution 34 and the Senate Joint Resolution 34 about data sharing and stuff. Well, just again today, H.R. 2169, this was a Homeland Security information sharing so they can access information from any, almost anybody to any other group in law enforcement and other agencies throughout our government across the country. And if these corporatists and stuff that are um, infiltrated like um, Dr. Tolbert was talking about, are actually getting more foothold inside our government, well, now they're not only stealing your tax dollars every paycheck, forcibly making you pay them so they can have money to go do this nefarious stuff right against you. They're building the doggone network behind our back. While we're all, you know, watching all this media stuff going on, they're passing bills and stuff to give them more power and rights to manipulate information and um keep track and surveil and monitor everybody to make sure that you're doing what they want them, you know, them to do and depriving you of your right to self-govern. Now, also stuff about um, the Muslims and Islam and the different things, you know, there's, I don't know how many different mosques in America now. There used to be hardly none, and now there's over 2,000 or so at last count. Um you might want to think, or that just made me think about this. There's a lady I heard of called Brigitte Gabriel. She runs actforamerica.org, and she's got some stuff on YouTube, and she used to live, I believe, in Lebanon whenever it was more of a bustling and multi-dynamic culture with Christians and Muslims and all kinds of different people, and then the Muslims came in and this run roughshod over everybody, and it turned into a nightmare, and she ended up almost dead. And I mean, she's just got a story that you wouldn't believe, and she talks about how the Koran and what the things mean. She might be a good person to get in touch with to get on the show, but I don't know if you're open to that or not. But anyway... Just it was I'm open to almost anything there, uh, <laughs> John. This is your guy's show. If you want to have somebody on, uh, 
get us uh, connected, and we'll work on getting them on, certainly. Yeah, but you have to herd all the cats, so therefore, you know, and you have to deal with all the technology and all that other stuff. So we respect your leadership role, Robert. So back oh, to I appreciate it. Just give me some contact information, or they can contact me, and, and we'll look at getting them on. Gee, my friend. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get some more people in then. So let's go ahead and get Susan in and then Naj. And I believe we also have uh, Kelly in the line, so we'll be getting Kelly in when uh, he's ready. So let's go ahead and welcome Susan. Thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Well, <laughs> uh, <I laughs> what, a, what a day, right? Huh? I tell you what. Oh, no, I had my procedure on Friday, and so I've just been exhausted. So I don't know how long I'll be oh, on. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't need to put a stand in or anything like that. It's it's oh, okay. better than what they thought. But I'll tell you what, it made me sleepy for days. Explain to me that. Oh my gosh. But anyhow, um, I'm gonna throw a little monkey wrench in here, and then you guys can take it from there. I uh, remember how I griped about Ted Cruz meeting with Henry Kissinger, and that was what set me off against him to some degree. Yeah, I guess who else had a meeting with Henry Kissinger. And I've got the picture right here plus the articles from Breitbart and then there's other Donald articles Trump. on it. Donald you Trump. Betcha. He did. He met with former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger surprising reports. Turns out they'd been friends and, Kissinger, and, and uh, of course Cruz admired him. And, um, yeah, that does not please me at all. So what do you think Mr. Kissinger's role could possibly be in all this? To take down Donald Trump and pretend to be his friend? Or does Trump know it's some big conspiracy? Because wherever Henry Kissinger sticks his little paw, trouble is soon to follow. As we well know, the Shah of Iran was taken down by him and Carter. So. Uh, that's the monkey wrench I'm throwing in there. And if you guys say, oh, it's no big deal, Kissinger's wonderful, then they better read my blog article on it because, no, he's not. He's very, very evil. Keep the fat on that one. Well, let us chew on that one. And real quick, let's chew on this, folks, real quick before you come in is uh, there's only about a minute uh, so of the extended subbing of the uh, regular show. Uh, we are going to go into our extended period, which means please don't lose the calls because then we'll lose you, uh, at least for tonight. And we don't want to do that. Uh, and so uh, let's keep those on. And then so we are going to go into the extended period, uh, which we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. Uh, but let's go ahead and – now, who's coming before I rudely interrupted? <laughs> No, I, just I cut somebody off. <laughs> I just said, Susan, maybe it's Trump thinking, you know, keep your friends close and keep your enemies even closer. Well, it couldn't mm-hmm. get me to do that. No. Evil is evil, and I'm, I don't care. No. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good for him to be able to check that stuff and make sure because just because you're meeting with somebody doesn't mean that you're corrupt. Just because you work at a company that's corrupt doesn't mean that you're corrupt. 
even though I do have a problem with some of his appointments from you know <laughs> Goldman Sachs and some of these mm-hmm. big, big yeah, companies, me too. they they could possibly have worked for those companies and been the people that were you know trying to keep those companies more on the uh, straight and up and up. But you know, you don't know. Trump has been friends with Kissinger for a long time, and Hillary spoke of a relationship with Kissinger during the presidential campaign. <coughs> so trust me. Trust I can't me. I think you need to just fire them all and start all over. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean one, I, I think his, his choice in chief of staff was not good. <laughs> you know, I think, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of uh, of picks that of his I, I, I didn't agree with. Anyway, so let's go ahead thing. and go ahead, Susan. I said, that's my main thing. You are friends with Kissinger. I question anything and everything you're going to say. Because if you consult with him, uh, he's, Kissinger was also part of the David Rockefeller connections, too. So, you know, uh, the man is totally, totally one world, new world, whichever order, part of the global elite, and totally, totally evil. And to associate with that, that's like associating with Satan, in my opinion. I'm sorry, but it is. And I don't think Ron Paul would have had him to his office very easily. He'd explain why for sure. That's it. We should have a new election electron fall. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, of course, your line will be open, uh, Susan. And so let's go ahead and bring in Naj and then Kelly. You are next. Thank you very much, Naj, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Lots I'm going okay. on. How you guys there. doing? <laughs> oh yeah, always, always. Uh, what if I told you we lived in a dystopian uh, present where we had a president who lived life like a reality show, and we just sat back and watched scandal after scandal? Kind of entertaining, right? Well, that'd distract you from fixing the country. But look, th- this is one of the few things that I'm I'm actually not really happy to be right about. I knew this would go down this way. It's kind of sad to see because so many people put their faith in this guy and were willing to kind of go back into politics and go back into how to fix the country if this dude would have upheld his part of the bargain and the reason why they voted for him. So it's kind of sad to see this play out the way it's playing out. Uh, He's kind of restricted his base to kind of relying on conspiracies and any other thing that they can think of to try to justify anything that he does. And and just the biggest problem was he just couldn't handle not only the pressure, but just he didn't have the background to handle most of the stuff that goes on there. You put out a thousand fires a day at that job and he's just not equipped for it. He's a business mind. Uh, he's a real estate, you know, mogul. He knows how to handle that stuff. He was trying to do this stuff on the run. And, you know, you got opposition as well, which every president has, and oh, it's this, a huge! I, this, I've never seen I've never seen in all the years that I've been following politics since I was ten. Okay, and I'm well, not gonna say how old I'm. Barack no, Obama's I, followers I'm, said I'm that eight years ago. That, and I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> well, Barack Obama's followers said that eight years ago. George W. Bush's followers said that <laughs> sixteen years ago. Oh no, so, I've I mean, never that's seen. Kinda, well, I, I, I haven't been in any of those administrations. 
And let me tell you, I haven't seen n- not anyone. I mean, I thought it was ridiculous from there comparing uh, Bush to Hitler. I mean, that was ridiculous. But, I mean, it's never been day after day after day. Now, they start hitting Bush a little harder after, you know, Iraq and this and that, and, and, a, and a little bit, and, and some after when he first became president. But, I mean, but this is – I mean, this isn't even day after day after day. I mean, they were doing this for over a year on Trump. It's not even – since he's been president. Okay, well, 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 let me ask you this one question. went down that escalator. Let me ask you this one question. How many of these have been self-inflicted? What do you mean self-inflicted? How many of these have been mistakes? I think, they're, I think they're way. I think whatever it is, it's way. It's blown way out of proportion because of what the uh, the media want to get want to get him out because he's uh, a threat to their power base. Amen. Well, I, I think the media enjoys this. They've had ratings beyond what they've ever had. Uh, they're getting ad buys like crazy. They can run Trump stories all day. I think the media loves it. And actually, I think they're scared of him leaving and then Pence stepping in, who knows how to administrate. Yeah, don't Most people don't that. agree with him, but out. you could get nah, things that, back that, to you know normalcy. No, nah, I, th- I, I think they want nah, I think they want him out. There, there's you know, there's. I think there's, I think there's, I mean, I think there's too much. They're, they're already pushing, you know, some people's narrative for the, you know, using the 25th Amendment to get him out, or, or, or the impeachment, or, you know, he, or the, you know, pushing the narrative that, you know, uh, obstruction of justice. I mean, they're, they're pushing all these things that aren't so. Uh, they want him out, and yeah, they're, they're good, enjoying good ratings now, you know, because all the libtards and snowflakes, you know, are, you know, are filled with glee watching these things. Um, because they really don't have a real life, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I've had some very intelligent friends who totally ignore me because I supported Trump. You know, I'm like, look, yeah, Hillary but, but, Clinton was but the just, most just, corrupt. Well, just what you just said right then, though. Modern history. I think just what you said right then is actually the point of the matter. Things are really partisan in a way that they're normally not. Not to the point of just you disagree with somebody. You think the other side is an idiot. And I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about the majority of the country thinks the side who opposes them is not only stupid, but means to destroy the country. Like we think of the worst things about the other side. So when you have a divisive, a divisive mood like that in the country, then all, all bets are off. Everything becomes a, you know, a battle to the death. Every fight becomes, it's not you disagree on this particular point. It becomes, you're trying to destroy the country. I'm trying to save it. So we make ourselves the good, and we make the most evil thing ever. So that's the dynamic going on right now. So, of course, it's going to be hostile. But if you're an executive CNN or Fox or MSNBC, you don't want Trump out of there. You've never gotten ads like this in your life. You, you can charge whatever you want because you're bringing in the viewers. So I, I, I really think the media part is overplayed. I just think they play the partisanship because they know that's what people are going to tune into. So whatever new scandal they can. What was the, the worst one I think they did was the two scoops of ice cream to where they actually ran that. They actually talked about that as a story. Now that, that was ridiculous. But I, I think the media overall, I think they still want it. Well, 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 my friend, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Can I call well, anyone? Well, go ahead. I just well, let's go ahead. We haven't heard from Doctor Q for a while. Let's go. Let's bring Doctor Q okay. back in. Oh, did we lose him? Oh no! Don't tell me we lost Doctor Q. I was going to bring him back in. We had to unfortunately mute his mic because he. Uh... Oh, I'm going to. 
you know, because we're getting some background noise, and I was going to get him back in. Who was wanting to chime in? I was going to bring Dr. Q back in. Yeah. Well, if you've got go, time. Go ahead, John. I don't want to jump in over top of everybody. No, go ahead, John. It's pertinent, it's pertinent with this that you guys are just discussing. Here, here's um, just I appreciate the other side coming on and talking because I think it's healthy. I appreciate Susan and her position and, and not seeing things because it helps me think and to question and to exercise, you know, weight that way. And Naj is hitting on right on too. Uh, here's here's my philosophy or idea in this vein: the people that own all these media companies, Thanks. they don't give a flip about most of the people in the country. They care about the big mighty dollar. And they see a bigger paycheck around the world. And so, in my opinion, the people that are pulling the strings behind the curtain, so to speak, they have a little bit different philosophy. And most of those people are very well-tailored speakers, and they know how to talk the talk. And that's why they go out and find special kind of Toastmaster kind of people to be their little puppets. And they elect them to go to office and stand in for them. And those people go against Trump because Trump talks like the most of us. We say things that make sense to us, but we're not nitpicking every little detail of our words because we know what we meant and the people that are listening to us know what it meant. Well, they're using that against Trump because they are globalists and they want to stop anybody that's trying to stop them from running roughshod over the sovereignty of America. And that's partly why I agree with Robert and his perspective on how this is transitioning, but I do believe the other angle comes into play very hard. They're going to use everything they can to try to stop the people that want to protect sovereignty of America because the people that run these corporations that own these media groups, they're looking at global power, which means more money. So they could care less if there's a little disturbance here in America because once they get control over corporate global governance, they can dictate even stronger about what goes on. Back to you. Well, let's go ahead and because we uh, – Unfortunately, at this point, I mean, we still got time, but uh, about 40 minutes, but we still uh, are running out of that time. And perhaps uh, one of the things that can illustrate, uh, you know, the Weekly Standard is supposed to be known as a uh, conservative publication. Its editor certainly uh, does it seem so, at least lately. And we're going to cover that in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and bring in Kelly. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm up in Oregon. And uh, I just, hello, everybody. Glad to hear everybody. And uh, let's see, I've heard, uh, I'm, I'm sorry I've come on late. I was talking to a really good friend in, in uh, Washington, D.C. I'll get to that. But I'm, I'm hearing uh, um, jihadists and communists, and uh, kind of reminds me of the Wizard of Oz. Jihadists, <laughs> communists, and politicians. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. And regarding <laughs> politics. <laughs> Regarding politicians, um, reminds me of a theme song uh, uh, from this, you know, the this, this scarecrow there in the Wizard of Oz. It goes something like this: <laughs> If I only had a brain. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, 
Yeah, Robert, uh, I'm rather shocked. Uh, something shocked me in your statement that you have intelligent friends that were, were shocked you voted for Trump. Um, oh, they, the, they, haven't, they, haven't just, they haven't just were shocked. They're not my friends anymore. I haven't heard oh, from them. They, okay, I, I haven't heard from them since the election or before well, the election. I mean, we're, yeah. Well, that, you know, that's politics, but that wasn't my shock. My shock was that you had friends. Um, well, you know. Confusing, <laughs> of course. Me but, and my ivory tower here, right, with my books yeah, surrounding but, me. There you go. But speaking of popularity. My books are my friends, okay? Uh, okay, oh, Kelly, go. my books are my friends. <laughs> go ahead. All right, speaking of growing in popularity, um, uh, Trump has been here um, compared to Adolf Hitler, and uh, more recently, he's been compared to Nixon. So obviously, he's had an upgrade in popularity. Um, <laughs> I, where do you, how can you make this stuff up? I don't know, but you know, Hitler to Nixon, maybe, maybe be someday compared to Ronald Reagan. I don't know, but I do know from some of the, you know, I've, I've looked at the powers that be, how they're entrenched, how they get their power, how they manipulate and, multi- and blackmail congressmen. Um, Ted Gunderson came up. He was uh, Ted Gunnerson was the head of the FBI in uh, uh, the L.A. area many years ago. He came up to Siskiyou County, a little town called Fort Jones. Of course, this is after he was retired. And he was explaining how politicians – I'm leading to good news here – but um, how politicians were blackmailed, and basically the freshman uh, congressman would get into these nice mixers, quote-unquote, where they would mix drinks and more stuff in their drinks that caused them to lose a lot of judgment, enjoy ladies of the evening – and uh, again, this is Ted Gunnerson explaining this, and I've heard secondhand or other witnesses to this effect. Um, but basically, they take a prostitute up to a room, the hotel, and a big mirror in this room, and in the other room next door, of course, was the photographers. And uh, you know that's how they blackmail them. Um, look, dude, you uh, what? That's not me. Yeah, it was. Oh, gee, that was a heck of a party, wasn't it? You know, you and this prostitute, and then they start working in. Um, towards teenage girls and, and weird stuff and, and kids, and that's how they had a lot of control. This is according to Ted Gunderson. Well, recently, which you don't hear in the mainstream media, there's been over 10,000, some say up to 40 or 50,000, but at least um, 10,000, there was a news station in L.A. that put the story together. Pedophiles are getting rounded up. Pedophiles are getting rounded up, and that's one of the weird gang traditions the powers that be for congressmen. I know this is kind of shocking, hard to hear. Um, it's good news and bad news. It's horrifying that, that uh, kids and teenagers and prostitutes are, are getting uh, basically turned into slaves. Um, but it's 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 good news that justice is being done. These these people that have been essentially uh, kidnapped and imprisoned for bad services, uh, they are being set free. And who knows how many years it'll take to heal them up. Uh, but people are going to jail. This didn't happen over the in the re- Obama regime, and so Trump is like given the green light. And so what we're having here is, you know, you've heard of P- PizzaGate and other things. Um, these these wicked evildoers and their their gang, uh, what do you call that? <sighs> gang rituals that get people uh, in the, the whatever. They're they're getting taken down. And, we uh, had some taken down here in our county too. I was happy to see that. Fourteen people arrested. Wow. 
That's just one county. Yeah. You're, you're in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, okay, Volusia, good. What, County. So Trump, Trump is um, hitting them hard um, at, at the core of their their gang ritual or what do you call it? Uh, gang initiation. That would be what you would say. But so that's you know you got you know like, um, the uh, oh pick a gang member here, you know, like the Hells Angels, et cetera, et cetera. They have their initiation things. You gotta be mean to somebody, you gotta hit somebody, you gotta hit an elderly lady with a hammer, you gotta go shoot this guy to be raising up in the chain of command. Well Trump's given the green light and it's happening that these these wicked people are getting rounded up. So that tells me a lot. And if you think about it too, of course Trump is gonna have incredible opposition. Of course establishment is deeply entrenched. Of course, they've got their their power strongholds and what what have you and this and that, and he's threatening them. And in fact, the NSA, hello NSA Bob, always better do that. Um, NSA Bob, you know, the whole system, okay. That the powers that be set this up to spy on the American people. Well, Trump now is at the helm, at the wheel, and he can turn this system around back on them. And a lot of these uh, wicked men are going to go to jail, and bummer for them because I hope they don't drop the soap. Um, <laughs> so, and, and oh my so goodness, it's, yeah. So, and even I, I've known people that worked in the prisons, you know, as guards or as bummers or what have you. But these, it's more a fear than going to jail. It's the fear of death because. Um, in the, for example, Folsom Prison, somebody I knew, his brother, actually knew the guy that worked there. When they found out someone's a, a serial raper, serial, serial, serial rapist or a child molester, inside, man, they kill him. They kill him dead. And, well, well why would That's they do usually that? what well, killed me, so, right, Kelly? Kill him dead? No, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, that's from the Department of Redundancy <laughs> Department. Sorry about that. Okay, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But it's really these people are fretting for their lives. So of course you would have the mini the media spin and this and that spin 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 and all this blah 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 because uh, these corrupt people, the establishment, that they it's one thing to lose your power. It's another maybe they can go to Ecuador where there's no extradition treaty, but they could end up dead. And we'd have a drain the swamp, clean the house. And maybe if if we have a good Congress um, elected in, you know, we're coming up on 2018 or eight, but if we have a good Congress, I think Trump could actually get a lot more done. The questions I'm having is how much is is Trump playing along to make it look like he's one of them, which I doubt very little. Maybe they blackmail him, threaten him, or maybe he's just waiting for the right time to strike. I'm waiting for session to be in session. Attorney General session where he gets stuff before the grand jury. Indictments are flying left and right and right and left. And by the way, the grand jury is composed of what? Everyday people from the left, the right, the middle, the libertarians, whoever they are. When an indictment comes out, it's coming from the people. In independent prosecution, the indictment still comes from the people. Of course, they'll spin that too. Well, you know, they got the they got the attorney general to uh, indict. No, he doesn't indict. It's the grand jury that indicts. Hello. So it's going to be an interesting uh, – I won't be surprised if a congressman uh, gets indicted 
Um, it's happened historically, one every session uh, in, our, in our nation's history. And so, you know, even senators here and there. So I won't be surprised if it's not just one, but two, maybe three or four congressmen that get taken out by the Justice Department. And so that would be, um, you know, draining the swamp. And then, um, you know, that's why we got to work for a congressman now. So, um, you know, in my overall view of Trump is, yeah, okay, he blew it with Syria. I'm like, well, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Were you, was that a false flag to you so you'd have a bad view in the eyes of the public? Uh, was he misled? Was I don't know, but I, I'm still frustrated with that because uh, ultimately it was his decision. But still, other things, just seeing how the establishment is freaking out. And by the way, somebody mentioned uh, corporations uh, earlier uh, from the beginning of our country. Well, actually, yeah, corporations have been trying to do their thing. Andrew Jackson, when he terminated the Federal Reserve of his day, called the Bank of America, had a 18, uh, in 1832 written this document about 15 pages long. I couldn't. I was going to go to church that day, but I started reading this. A friend showed me that in the morning, and I just kept reading and reading and reading and started talking. But he even said in 1832, the corporate hand is too strong and too heavy working against the interests of the American people. And when you held uh, a coin, a gold coin, minted by the U.S. Mint, you held a piece of stock in America. And the Bank of America was trying to – it was basically a whole bunch of foreign investors. So the wealth of the country would go out of the country instead of staying – in the hands of the American people. And he was, Jackson's letter was absolutely stunningly brilliant. He even said, look, even if the Supreme Court won't uphold the Constitution, if the, if the Congress won't uphold the Constitution, it, is, it can be up to the executive branch to ultimately uh, veto or deny or do something to uphold the Constitution, and that is what he did. Absolutely stunning um, document that he put together, and he was incredibly eloquent the hero of New Orleans, if you understand your history. And by the way, history, I was on a phone with a gentleman who works for the National Archives. He's a history major. met him at Iowa State, and his name's Brian. Hopefully we'll get him on the show. Not sure when, um, but we'd like to talk. You know, I, inter- I just reconnected with him, and we started talking about top ten in America a little bit. We put his, He put his list together. I put my list together, and then we're starting to talk this through because if you're history buffs, um, not only will it be an enjoyable conversation because he's a really neat guy, but also just the wealth of knowledge he has. And we'll discuss history. I've talked to Robert ahead of time to arrange you know, him being on the show. Not sure when, but uh, I think it's going to be really fun and to learn little tidbits of history. In fact, he told me there was – this is mind-blowing. He lives in Washington, D.C. I stayed at a house for a week one summer and, uh, <clears throat> near Rock Creek Park. Well, anyway, there, is a, there was a Civil War battle. It happened in Washington, D.C. The Confederates charged. They weren't too successful, but they attacked Washington, D.C. And he, he did enough research and found out where he grew up, the very house on that soil, and right around that area was the battle. I mean, that, that, that's how much he's into history, and it's going to be a very enjoyable uh, discussion coming up and a show or two away. So I guess I said enough. Um, I, I have been going to a new 12-step group called uh, – well, it's for those people that can't stop talking. It's called an on and on. And so with that, I need to turn it over to somebody else. <laughs> well, actually, uh, there was two audio clips that I prepared for tonight's show, and I do have some more articles. This is a, definitely one of those shows, and we've had many of them. Where we, 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 could, uh, we could have pulled out a full uh, a, a fourth hour, but unfortunately we don't have uh, that kind of time. But I do have two audio clips because uh, I, I don't know if a lot of folks caught this. 
and, and both of these audios, uh, and, and I'm going to play them back to back just because of the, unfortunately, the, the, the lack of time. And, and I want to get everyone's comments. So we'll start with uh, Bianchi first uh, on what your comments, what you caught from from these audio. Uh, these, these audios are going to have to play. Now, while I'm playing it, I still will have the mics open, so be mindful of that because, I mean, I really like turning on and off the mics, uh, you know, to your folks or, you know, closing your, your lines off and on. So I will be keeping them on to be mindful uh, while they're playing. But definitely with, with these two, keep a, a careful eye out on them, uh, or ear, I should say, because uh, there's some real subtle points in here uh, that I want folks to, to catch. So the first one is an interview uh of Senator Langford uh, with Brett Baer, uh, you know, on the developments with, um, uh, you know, with, with the Dakomi uh, situation. But let's go ahead and hear that. One more question, and this is, deals with the Comey memos. Uh, and we're being told that there are many memos dealing with a number of different things. Uh, one of the things that was talked about last night on my colleague Martha McCallum's show uh, with, with, uh, Congressman Trey Gowdy, was about the former FBI director and what he may have known about the Clinton interaction with the Justice Department. Just take a quick listen to this. He had access to information that your viewers don't have, and they may not ever have because it is classified. But trust me when I tell you this, Martha, I know what it was. Uh, and I have been a critic of Jim Comey in the past, but he made the only decision he could have made with respect to appropriating that decision away from the Department of Justice and making the decision himself. And history will be a hell of a lot kinder to him than the Democrats were at the time. I, I, I only take away from that that you're suggesting that there were more entanglements between the Clintons and perhaps the Justice Department than everyone understands. You're very perceptive. Can you shed, shed some light on that, Senator? I, I can't no won't. How about that? But I, I would say that that's not really in the purview of our investigation. We're going to try to lock in on the Russia issues. History will prove a lot of things out in the time ahead. But our committee needs to be able to stay focused on the Russia investigation and not get distracted. As you mentioned before, there are previous independent counsels. They can continue to chase other issues and it elongates the process. We need to stay on focus. Right. But does Robert Mueller have the ability in this current role to, should the Comey memos open the door to other things like that, um, go there. Uh, I, I would have to see actually the authorities that he's been given. I would assume he's been asked to be able to maintain this ongoing investigation of Russia's interference in our election, what happened uh, related to that. Obviously, there are emails with the DNC that are all connected to that, so there'll be some aspects that will have to connect to that, uh, but we'll see in the days ahead what direction he chooses to go. But that's up to him to choose that. Right. It says in the release, other related matters, so we'll see what that means. Uh, Senator Lankford, we appreciate your time on this breaking news night. You bet. Thanks, Brett. In the second clip, I'm going to play. Now, remember what you've heard there, but I'm also, this is a longer clip. Uh, this is from uh, last night's uh, Tucker. <laughs> that's me turning off uh, the recorder. Uh, that bling. Uh, this one was uh, from the show, uh, from Tucker Carlson's show last night. Uh, so we'll listen uh, to this exchange you had with the. Uh, a professor on, you know, the uh, latest development. Decades, he taught and researched Russian politics at Princeton and NYU, and he joins us tonight. Professor Cohen, thanks a lot for coming on. So to start with the, the first of these two stories, the president is accused of passing critical intelligence to the Russians in a meeting at the White House. Do you believe that happened? 
No. And nor have I, in these decades you mentioned, ever heard uh, an elected member of Congress uh, say that we should have no relations with the Russians at all. Presumably that would include uh, nuclear weapons control. Uh, when I see, I guess it was a Democrat, it's on the bottom of your screen, uh, asking what are the Russians doing in the White House anyway? Well, they're doing with President Trump the national security of our nation, because what's at stake here is a proposal by Putin of Russia, by Trump of America, to join hands in an alliance against international terrorism. Right. And I would have asked you, if you had asked me a few days ago, what's the number one threat to the United States today, I would have said international terrorism. I don't know if you agree, Tucker, but it's certainly up there. Today, I would say... It's this assault on President Trump uh, because it's been going on a year. And can we be clear? What he's being accused of is treason. This has never happened in America, that there's a Russian agent in the White House. And we've had a whole array of allegations from Putin helped him get in the White House to his associates are doing wrong things with Russians, that Flynn did something wrong in talking, uh, his former national security advisor did something wrong with talking to the Russian ambassador. There's no evidence that there was any wrongdoing, and indeed, Flynn should have talked to the Russian ambassador. That was his job. So this is beyond belief now and has become, by this I mean this assault on Trump and his loyalty, this has become a national security threat to us in itself. So is, is, is the heart of this change, so as I noted a minute ago, Russia went from being, excuse me, pretty much an afterthought to most people to being at the very center of this very complex conspiracy theory. Is that all about trying to get Trump out of office, do you think, or are there other motives? Well, I think two motives have driven this, I think, false narrative against Trump, that he's somehow uh, a Kremlin agent. been two forces. One is the Clinton wing of the Democratic Party, which doesn't want to admit she lost the election, wants to say, I, Clinton, won, but Putin stole it from me. And that may be because she wants to run again. I think that's a possibility. At the same time, there has long been in Washington a powerful, let's call it the fourth branch of government, the intelligence services, who have opposed any rapprochement or cooperation with Russia. Remember, in 2016, President Obama worked out a deal with Russian President Putin for military cooperation in Syria. He said he was going to share intelligence with Russia, just the way Trump and the Russians were supposed to do the other day. Right. Our Department of Defense said he wouldn't share intelligence. And a few days later, they killed Syrian soldiers, violating the agreement, and that was into that. So we can ask, who is making our foreign policy in Washington today? Well, who is making our foreign I mean, the, the president is elected in part to do that. He ran explicitly on a closer relationship with Russia. Not everyone is for that. Right. But he won the election by saying out loud, we have a common enemy in Islamic terror. And so isn't it constitutionally the president's role to determine our posture toward the rest of the world? Isn't that the whole point of electing a president? Yeah, and so you and I has to have to ask a, a subversive question. Are there really three branches of government? Or is there a fourth branch of government? These intel services. What we know as a fact is that Obama tried, not very hard, but he tried, for a military alliance with Putin in Syria against terrorism, and it was sabotaged by the Department of Defense and its allies in the intelligence services. Trump says, 
he said on the campaign trail, wouldn't it be great to cooperate with Russia? My answer is, it would be great, and Trump seems to want that to happen, but he's being thwarted. Every time he gets close, we get a new leak of well, a story. If, if what you're saying is true, and that his attempt to change the course of American foreign policy was sabotaged by a government agency without his permission, I mean, that is totally outside the bounds of constitutional government. I hope you're... I hope you're wrong. I suspect you're not. Professor Cohen, thanks for joining us. So here's what I'll do and make uh, comments on those two audio clips. Uh, is one, we'll start with you, Bianchi, then we'll bring it to you, Cindy, and then Kelly, and then we'll get uh, yourself, Susan, and then John. Uh, hopefully we'll have enough time to get everyone in, because uh, about quarter till, which is only in about 13 minutes, if you can believe that. Uh, we'll have to take closing comments and to uh, for me to close down the show for tonight, which I have a feeling uh, the second, you know, the, the part of this we'll be talking about next week as well, some guests and what you, you might be working on as well, Kelly. But let's go ahead and, uh, Bianchi, thank you uh, very much, everyone, for your patience and staying on our uh, roundtable discussion for the, this part of our conversation. Go ahead, Bianchi. Well, Doris Hall, with the same old Anonymous sources, reportedly unnamed sources, there are many memos, and they don't really know if there's one. He may be. You hear a lot of he may be, but not definitely that he is, you know, referring to what Trump have or could have done. Russia's interference in the election. How was this? When I went to the Bowden booth and the machine I worked on, a patron took a cartridge out of their pocket, stuck it in the machine, and I voted. I didn't see a Cap 5 cable running from the machine over to a interface in the wall. There was no Wi-Fi antenna on the machine that was connected to the Internet by way of Wi-Fi. Then they go on, you know, Russia has had at least 800 incidents of terror where they've lost over 3,000 citizens. So would they not be concerned? You know, the one incident with the plane exploding over the Sinai, would they not be concerned, have a great deal to want to know about terror? So it would be a share, share. But it looked like with the incidents where Syrians shot down the Russian jet and Obama was supposed to had let what Turkey know that Russia would be occasionally going across the Turkey border? Well, why wasn't that done? Then I don't know if y'all ever talked about the DNC staffer that was killed in D.C. Set Rich for the FBI. Actually, was wanting to bring that up tonight. Go ahead. Yeah, the FBI refused to do an investigating on it. You know. Uh, there was many congressmen, and I don't know who was told this, many congressmen was wanting Trump to fire Tommy a long time ago. And then all of a sudden he does do it. So that's what I got out of the, the, the video clips. You know, you have to listen very closely in order to get what's really being said. I mean, what more can we say? It's, 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 it's just a Part of malarkey, from what I can well, tell. It sounds like well, and it sounds like in the first clip, uh, you know, when uh, Trey Gowdy was saying that Comey didn't have any other choice but what he did, 
uh, you know, the choice that he made is that, you know, remember one of his lines, Comey's lines was no reasonable prosecutor. Well, what does that mean? No reasonable prosecutor. Uh, every prosecutor would know that there's no way they'd be able to get her convicted. That's what I think he meant. Uh, you know, I feel like he's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't have basically saying we are the bar's logic after dark. So I can say this because he didn't have, he didn't have the balls to say, Hey, look, you know, she did this, 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 which he did say she did, and so we're going to prosecute. But he just say no reasonable because he knows as soon as you try to prosecute the Clintons, you know, people come after you. I mean, and some people speculate that people die when that happens. I mean, case in point, uh, you know, that DNC uh, staffer. Yeah, said who, he's just you know, another was, Clinton was casualty. He's another yeah. Clinton casualty. And here's another thing, too. I read a, a Washington Post article that said that Bill Clinton was the reason why come Hillary lost with that infamous meeting on the tarmac with Loretta Lynch. And also, why come Tommy didn't go to his boss, Loretta, and let her reveal the information to the press? Why did he circumvent her and do it himself? He should have been fired yeah, by Barack Obama. I don't think he Obama. was as squeaky clean as everybody tried to say that he was. I think he was confused. I think he was trying to play both sides of the fence, and he's getting caught up. I think a lot of pressure came from Bill. When you talk about uh, some of the other – Israel, I believe Israel is in on this somewhere or another, given the fact that I don't know who in the world would waste their breath to resuscitate Henry Kissinger, but apparently somebody did. We all know his history. It's been there for a long time. So uh, anyway, i let you go on to the next question person well i appreciate we appreciate you coming to the show and of course we invite you to uh come again and you know and if you do have uh the link for tonight's show well we appreciate you just sharing them out to uh your friends so they can listen to the podcast as well which folks you can download to your mobile devices free on itunes so if you are an itunes user user you can just uh search bard's logic political talk and you'll be able to find uh, the free downloads of all the episodes. Uh, to my understanding, <clears throat> all four I, all four years worth of episodes. I think they're like 300 and something like that. So I don't know if you'll be able to download all of them. <laughs> but go ahead, and uh, we'll let's hey, bring Rob, it over to you. Uh, hello. Did, did, uh, yeah, I've got a question for you. Bianchi was talking about Loretta Lynch. Wasn't she excusing herself because she'd had that tarmac meeting with um, Bill Clinton? That's why she dumped it on Comey, and Comey decided to handle it the way he did because she was trying to distance herself from it to try to stray from having any impropriety teaching or something. I don't, I'm just wondering. I don't. I don't know if she did that or not. Actually, I don't. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't really think that was the case. I think he kind of took. You know. I think he kind of took over because, I, I, if I recall correctly, uh, there was a lot of you know talk about her not recusing herself from things because you know because remember there was a lot of heat on uh, on sessions about him recusing uh, <clears throat> recusing himself. Can't talk to her. Uh, and and you know so he, there was a lot of pressure he had. And people were making comment. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know if that's she the, had, quite the way it went down. She had jurisdiction over that, and for some reason she was trying to stand aside, from what I understand, because of her being implicated in the media with her connection with Bill Clinton. And that's why it got dumped on Comey, and Comey decided to handle it the way he did. I'm not sure I know the full story, though. 
Yeah, I don't know if I've heard that that, that part either. Uh, let's go ahead and ask Cindy if she's heard anything like that because she's the one next uh, online for us to, to ask on that. Well, from what I've heard is that she she didn't want anything to do with uh, uh, I I I, did, I think she's just protecting her rear end by not by recusing herself because. But she anyway, didn't herself. I, okay, I apologize. I thought she didn't. Go ahead. And 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 I think that also um, that uh, James Comey has has um, uh, well he's played it. It's like. Um, uh, Bianchi, Bianchi, what what was his name again? Bianchi. Bianchi, Bianchi, Bianchi. When when you were talking about how he sort of seems to be playing both sides, you know, I, or maybe it was John. Anyway, he does seem to be playing both sides, and you have to remember where he come he came from. He was the director of the FBI. He knew all kinds of secrets, and he knew how um, a person like him. Could not it would have nowhere to hide in the world if he gets the powers that be mad at him, he knows that there's <laughs> murders going on he I guarantee you he absolutely knows that the Clintons have had people murdered and that Obama had people murdered, and that other people are having people murdered because of um, um those on the inner circle um trying to get out okay or trying to out out somebody or trying to um, uh, expose somebody, you know, tell them what they know. And if he was to take a side um, one way or the other, he'd get somebody mad at him. He just doesn't want – he wants to keep his life, and he wants to keep his livelihood. I don't know what the paycheck is for an FBI agent. But I'll bet you he was given a lot more in perks um, for for getting on the agenda, for staying on the agenda. So, I mean, this is all conjecture. Nobody has any proof of why Comey did this or why Comey did that. But you have to be able to think about what's what are the possibilities, you know. And, and speaking of possibilities, you also have to think about what we were talking. We, what were we all talking about? Before all this um, mess about uh, tr- Trump just started up, we were talking about a trillion-dollar tax liability that our Congress just voted for us. That's mm-hmm. what we've been talking about. Now, we got diverted from that, didn't we? You know? Diverted. Maybe this is a – yeah, this is a diversion. And now when that goes away, everybody is – happy again. We're not thinking about our trillion dollar debt that they just gave us and and the rest of the, you know, 17 trillion that we owe. Okay? And and you know, it's like nobody wants us they want us to focus on what they want us to focus on. Um not what we should be focusing on. And um like right now for us yeah, we want to go and we want to expose the lying media. But we also need to expose how they jerk us around. They jerk us around. They, one day they want us to think about this, so they throw it into the media, and every single station covers it. Everybody That's online true. covers it. All, Everybody day, long, online all day long. Covers it. Yeah, 
whether it's a conservative online newspaper or a or a a, a liberal one. It don't matter. They're all covering it. Okay? And they're all being we're all being jerked around. This is what I want you to think about today. This is what I want you to think about tomorrow. And right at the brink of getting something taken care of, like uh, exposing somebody, right at the brink of that, then they switch the subjects again. So nothing gets done about that. I mean, people were really up in arms about this um, trillion-dollar tax plan that these guys just passed. What are you going to do about that? Well, you give them something else to complain about. Um, so I'm really, I'm really, um, not just disappointed. I mean, there is some real angst rising up in me, uh, uh, some, some righteous indignation because I am, I'm really tired of being jerked around by the people that, the powers that, that are in control up there. And, and yeah, yeah, they're using the media, and the media is saying, "Fine, you know." Like Bianchi was saying, they they want to make a buck, you know, or maybe it was Naj that was saying, they just want to make a buck. They don't really have an agenda, but I think that I think the media does have an agenda. I think they are right there with with the ideology of the progressives and the communists. I think that's what they've been taught all through their college years, even some of their high school years. And I think that is their ideology now. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why they're promoting all this this stuff. The reason they want to tell lies about Trump. Could I say something else? Sure. Sure, go ahead. You guys remember years ago, some time ago, with that uh, one, uh, the News International Foam Hacking Scandal. That was going on over in Britain, yeah. Where they was accused of phone hacking, police bribery, and you know improper influence in the yeah. pursuit of stories. That was Rupert Murdoch's son, James Murdoch. <laughs> is that is that is that a surprise to you? <laughs> now wait a minute. He is married to an American wife. Her name is Catherine Hushmit. Murdoch, mm-hmm. and she works for the Clinton Climate Initiative, which is a mm-hmm. terrible foundation that was set up by, you know, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Clinton, the daughter, mm-hmm. and I can't think of the guy that she's married to. He's a Wall Street insider. His father went to jail for being doing one of the Bernie Madoff things the uh what is that the the, the you guys know what i'm talking about i the think junk, he, the he, junk the, yeah the, the yeah junk the scandal farm. yeah right uh-huh. he's done the same thing to people swindling them out of their money right. so their money yeah these yeah these clintons has got a long treacherous trail mm-hmm. and this guy that got set rich that got killed in washington dc yeah. And they tried to say it was due to an attempted robbery or robbery. Well, he had all his jewelry <laughs> on, his watches, <laughs> his wallets in his pocket. <laughs> uh, it's something going on, and 
You know what we what what's needed is some of these people need to be brought to justice. There needs to be a Nuremberg trial because yeah. this runs very broad and deep. And like yeah. you just mentioned about they're constantly stealing money from the American public. This is I don't even know how to describe it, but it does exist. All these people cannot be lying. You know, one or two people in the room, but all the stories we hear. All these people cannot be lying. Well, uh, I know we're in deep dog doo-doo, buddy. We're in deep dog doo-doo. And, and even even with Trump in office, he's so... No, that's why we got to stay Trump, fight. It's, I mean, if the fight's not over, not yeah. nearly. Well, if Trump is really and you know how you know me Robert you know I'm I'm waiting to see that at the result of this now I'm looking at the list of accomplishments that he's accomplished in his first 100 days okay and I'm seeing all these wonderful things like that our our national debt went down by 20 billion our stock market went uh has a uh uh, uh has reached the dow went up a, a trillion, and I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff that have happened. We've had trade agreements, the killing of the TPP. We have all these good things, and I and I have to think, why would he have done those things? You know, open up the Dakota pipeline, all kinds of energy stuff. Why would he have done those good things and undid some of the bad things that that Obama did if he wasn't who he said he was, and yet. I still have questions about some of the things that he's doing or allowing. I guess it's not necessarily the things he's doing. It might be because people who are advising him, the people who's got it surrounding him, you know. Right. I mean, exactly. Excuse me. But I'm thinking because of because of my 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 questions, because of my lack of faith. Remember now, uh, I, I am a Christian. And if if I knew that Mr. Trump was a devout Christian, I would know that he has the same Holy Spirit in him that I do, and that that um, he would be listening, and and the Holy Spirit would be telling him whether he was wrong or right. Because I have a conscience that was given to me by God it, it, at birth, and then I have the Holy Spirit who tells me individual things. He he warns me when I'm a, when I'm facing a temptation. He he warns me when and he gives me discernment as to right and wrong. And and when I look at what's going on around, if I had the absolute faith that Donald Trump has that same uh, Holy Spirit in him, revealing to him and giving him discernment, I would have no doubt at all, and I would I would have almost 100% faith in him. But I don't know that. I, I know that he is a worldly man. Um, and, and yes, like he, may God. He, may turned, <laughs> he may have turned to, um, no, I think the you dogs. have more morals. I think, Robert, I think, I, think, I think, Robert, that you have more morals than Trump did at one time. But anyway, and, you know, like Newt Gingrich had uh, affairs and, but I feel like Newt Gingrich um, made a turnaround, made a repentance, you know, and changed his his thinking in his life. 
maybe Trump did that too. I don't know, okay? And I certainly am not the one to judge him. No way, because I have my own sins to have to deal with. But the fact is, if he signs a trillion-dollar budget bill, I have a big problem with that, okay? I don't care what, all these other little things, all these wonderful things he's done, it's almost like they're completely wiped out if he signs that trillion-dollar budget deal. If and unfortunately, allowed. I think because he wants to make the people how happy, he's going to do that. Well, <clears throat> but unfortunately, uh, I do want to cut. The cut it's not well, going to make the people happy. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the people who's around him. Uh, oh, but unfortunately, okay. we'll have to, yeah, we'll continue that another time because I still want to get Kelly's final words and Susan's, and I still That's have to cool. cut things, uh, close things out. So uh, we'll have to briefly because in about three minutes, I have to close things out. Uh, so let's give a, you know, unfortunately about a minute and a half, Kelly, and then Susan, and then unfortunately I'll have to close things up tonight. Uh, go ahead, Kelly. Sorry, I was on mute there. Um, I liked your clip that you played where I guess it was a congressman, Langford, was that right? Langford? Langford, mm-hmm. Yeah. I Senator, love how he, Senator Langford. Yeah, I mean, what what he's saying is, look, people, this is serious. You are accusing the President of the United States of treason. I mean, treason also carries the death sentence. Well, that's what the professor was saying. That the professor was saying that, not Langdon. Senator Langdon wasn't yeah. saying that. That was uh, that was a professor who said that, right? Go ahead. Oh, that was, but he was he was quoting a professor, I guess. Um, well, I mean, the, this, this, no, the professor, no, that the professor said that, and then uh, Langford was talking about something else. But go ahead. It doesn't matter. It's all. Pretty much the same, but yeah, being okay, okay, that's, okay, that's, yeah. that's what the I'm Democrats sorry. are doing. Go ahead. Yeah, I was a little distracted, but basically, someone on that clip referencing somebody, a serious accusation of treason. And does the left have no respect? I mean, if we had done this to Obama, we would have been crucified, even the accusation. But this is a this is a dangerous yeah. thing, and he went so further as to say, this could be our greatest threat to national security. All these false allegations and. Misuse of words is unbelievable. Again, as I started uh, around a little after nine o'clock, Trump is really getting to the core of the problem. Yeah, he might have his own agenda. Yeah, he may not know the Constitution as well as I would like. But when was the last time we had a president that bucked the establishment? I would go back to Reagan, actually. But in my lifetime, let's see here. Oh, Nixon. Nixon. Nixon, Carter, Ford, or Nixon, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, uh, Clinton, died up to today. Kelly, I hate to. Yeah, I have to cut it short, but we only have literally a a minute uh, for for, for Susan. I hate hate to when that happens, but boy, just such a packed show tonight. I mean, uh, most of them are, but this one was even super. And I really appreciate it. you guys uh, made a super show. I appreciate everyone and their contributions calling in tonight. And you know, let's you know, keep it going. But anyway, unfortunately, I have to do that. But uh, go ahead, Susan. Now we only literally got about a minute, and I have to close things out. Okay, I am going to send you the link to this. Um, I just got an article or found it on in my emails that um, Maxine Waters 
who has been attacking President Trump. She has 200000 held in a Russia-linked retirement account and a whopping $2.8 million tied up in obligation to the Russian Federation. So apparently there is political hypocrisy everywhere. And I will send that to you, the whole article. It's from the TeaParty.org that you can see it. It needs to get out to any friends or sites that you're on so they can see what she has or hasn't done. So accusing one person, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, in other words. That's it. Well, well, I appreciate it, Susan. Yeah, definitely send those, and I'll, I'll you know, work in, in a message, and I'll work and get them on the uh, the Bard's Logic Political Talk uh, page there on Facebook. And I want to thank again everyone for coming on. Uh, just a reminder that uh, you know, if you have the link of the show, uh, or you know, I'm sure you can find it if, if you do not, or you can always go to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, iTunes or even uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you could download the show. You could share the show uh, with folks. I'll just share the link. And so what I'll do is, uh, oh, we just, uh, Bianchi just uh, lost, uh, I guess hung up the line. I want to uh, be able to hear more of our uh, music that we end uh, the show with every night. And that is by Aubrey Ashburn. And, again, you can find more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. We will see you next week. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to also having uh, Kelly, your friend Brian, come on uh, from the National Archives. Uh, to talk about who were the top ten influential folks in history. And for folks out there, whether you're listening live or listening to the podcast, come up with your top ten who you think would be the most influential and bring that into the show, and we'll uh, have that discussion. And I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be fun. Well, and thank you very much, folks. And, again, uh, from Aubrey Ashburn, take care and good night. 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 night.